0: Do not adjust your radio dial. You are tuned in to the Mark Order Podcast. Join the Mark Order.
1: You know what that means, it's time for the Manga Quarter Podcast here on the Shining Wizards Network. It is Ant Money, joined by Ryan Schlong. Hello. He's blaming Canada again. Also joined by Kate, who is Chopping.
2: I'll
1: be back. It's like she's on with Phil Reyes. She is chopping.
3: is very chopping. So we have three we people have- saying hello to us in the chat. Raiden oh. Bergen, who was there. Good for him. Live on scene. The Brocast. What's up, Brocast? One day I will figure out how you two know each other. Good day. And then Gordon Post. Good evening, Gordon.
1: Gordon Post is always hanging out. We love Gordon Post. We love Berg. We love the broadcast. We love Asian Joe who just checked in. What's up, Hoser? Okay. And the doc is in the house as well. So we're all going to be healthy.
3: He's going to have a busy weekend fixing everyone's uh, Bleacher Report uh, apps. Listen, don't jinx it. My Bleacher
1: Report uh, has not given me problems for like the last
3: three pay-per-views. It's actually been pretty good. I can't, I can't complain. Update your software. I don't know. No, mine's I been good lately. I, I got nothing.
1: No complaints for me. It's been good. We do have a pay-per-view coming up. Um, Sunday, the forbidden door. We're going to talk a little bit about forbidden door. Cause a lot of tonight had to do with forbidden door.
3: Yeah. A lot of tonight had to do with forbidden door.
1: Well, we're obviously building to forbidden door. We also had Rampage Friday. We'll touch on the results, but I didn't watch it. And then we had the debut
3: episode of
1: Collision. On Saturday night, which is apparently all right for fighting.
3: Saturday night. Um, it, I said it as a joke and it came true.
1: Who knew? Should have been Nickelback. uh um, you're wrong. I'm not wrong. I'm absolutely 100% correct. You've never been more wrong. No, not even. In the least, how is that wrong?
3: It's a wrong opinion.
1: It's not. It's one hundred percent accurate. Um, but uh, I didn't see it live. I know there was a watch along that took place. Um, there was a watch along that took place, and my favorite part is I didn't watch our watch along because it's after the fact. I'm not watching along
3: after the fact. Wow. Yeah, you don't watch a watch along after it's been
1: watched. watched.
3: Yeah. Um but
1: uh my favorite part is somebody told me, somebody I know had been listening, and the best part was Kate goes, "Can you hear it in the background?" and Ryan goes, "No, I can't hear it at all." And you can literally hear the whole thing in the background.
4: Whoa, 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 whoa,
3: whoa! One hundred percent. Yes, but I'm going to add context: is when she asked, you could not, and then very quickly, suddenly, you could, and we told her.
1: I was like, "Of course, you could hear it. It's in the background." Oh yeah. We 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 advised I Kate asked? quickly. <laughs> Kate, choose I was someone doing with like ears. That. Choose someone with ears next time to ask. So, what were you watching it on your TV?
2: No, I had a separate computer.
1: So why didn't you just put one ear in the other computer and one ear in the podcast feed?
2: Because I'm not a fucking tech magician. I'm not a technical wizard. (laughs) What's that tech wizard?
1: You literally just need two sets of earbuds.
2: That's too much. (laughs) No,
1: (laughs) Okay, my apologies.
2: It's also just like, I got ADD. It's distracting enough, man. I'm like listening to the broadcast. I'm listening to... The people on the watch along. I'm good. I don't need to complicate it
1: more when Ryan and I did the one for battle uh, battle of the belts or for the belts, whatever the fuck, the show is terrible, but battle of When we did it. I just had it up on my computer on my other screen and I just had it turned way low. And that was a that was a mind fuck at first because Ryan's talking louder than what I can hear in my ear, which is fine. That's what I want. So I'm not distracted. But at the same time, every time Ryan's talking, I'm like, what is that in the background? Oh, yeah. I'm just listening to something while Ryan's also talking.
2: Well, here's the thing. I don't know if you know this. My internet, not so great. So somehow doing it on two computers was better than having uh, multiple tabs on the same one open.
1: (laughs) That is 100% fine. And I get it. You still have (laughs) two sets of earbuds. That's just... uh... It was just funny because the person the person who texted me was like it was like uh like text in a movie script. It was like Kate Colon, can you hear this in the background? I feel like you could hear it, Ryan Colon. Nope, can't hear anything. And then in <laughs> parentheses he was can hear everything in background.
3: Again. <laughs> the context of this was when I asked funny. originally, could not hear. Right, Ryan, why do you want to get us
2: demonetized?
3: Very quickly we realized. Could hear and that when she had asked me must have been a pause in the sound because mm-hmm. I didn't because we then did tell her that we could hear it.
1: You know, I have to say this. Kate just brought up a word. I heard everything you said, Ryan, but Kate just brought up a word that I like, and that word was monetized. So oh, I do want to say this. I was looking at something yesterday. Speaking of money, because that's my name. Um, it's yeah, money. 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 Um. We are so close to being able to monetize um, on Spotify. So um, you need to reach at least 100 listeners within 60 de- within the last 60 days. We are at 83. So if everybody out there can just go to Spotify and subscribe or listen to it, let it fucking run for like 15 minutes in the background, you don't even have to have your volume up. Just let it run. Let's get this baby monetized, okay? I want to run some ads on Spotify.
2: Does it have to be unique? Like can I I I just can I just play it fifteen times?
1: No, I think you have to reach unique visitors. Boo! Listen, we publish uh,
3: YouTube becoming the source of 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 podcasts anymore.
1: I know, I know, and we are not close to monetizing fucking YouTube. I think YouTube needs like ten thousand visitors or, or.
2: you get a thousand, thousand subscribers, subscribers, and yeah, it's
1: know, something stupid and one up close. But anyway, that, like that brings us
2: to a good point, Aunt, mm-hmm. and that's that I expect it. You I expect do? you to go to Spotify and listen to our episodes, even if you're watching right now. I expect you to subscribe to our YouTube. I expect mm-hmm. the support. Mm-hmm. Bring it in. Bring it in. And bring wh- it on
1: why would you expect support? Because if people don't support us, I thought they would, if there's a certain group of people that people don't support specifically, and if they don't I'm support
2: us. So glad you asked.
1: Is that true? I heard a rumor.
2: I'm, I'm so glad you brought it up. Cause I didn't want to bring it up. I don't, I don't like to, I don't like to play this card. Notoriously. Okay. I don't like to play this card, uh, but one could very easily make the argument that if you don't, If you don't subscribe to this podcast on Mm -hmm. every platform, YouTube, Spotify, Apple Music at minimum, Mm -hmm. if you don't buy a Mark Order Mm t-shirt, if you don't pause, but eventually request stickers again, uh, you don't support women as I am a woman and those things would go a long way in supporting me and this podcast. So if you want women to continue to be able to vote, if you want our reproductive rights to stay, um, you have to buy a t shirt. <laughs> That's just the way okay. it goes. I'm sorry. And you have to subscribe on all platforms and you have to you have to leave nice comments on our videos and a thumbs up. You have to say, Aunt, you look great today. Oh or, thanks. Or Kate. Nice hair, even though I look like D from It's Always Sunny with the bird look I have going on. You do
1: look like a bird.
2: Or Ryan, good try at them jokes, bud. Like, you got to say something nice like that. And otherwise, you don't support women.
1: Okay. Smash that subscribe and like down below. You know what I'm saying? Smash it. Smash that button, bro. I need money
3: so I can get a switch comb because now it won't open anymore. Good. Thank God. Thank hey,
2: get God. to the comb. Let's just I'm just going to change my name to make it extremely clear who you support and who you don't support.
3: Okay? I mean,
1: that is true. Um, you don't support a woman if you don't.
2: <laughs> you, Super- you can't support. support women without supporting a single woman. That's just That's the way true. it goes.
1: So okay, just help at help. least.
2: No, 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 no. Don't point that out.
1: Support at least one woman. Let that woman, I guess, be Kate and do it on this platform, but then do it on the other platforms. too.
2: Do it on all of them and buy like, do a, it on our platform
1: and then to go do it on Kate's other platforms. You know what I'm saying? Like support. If you support Kate here and then in her <laughs> other endeavors, which is the what is it? Excite Wrestling. I'm Fight,
2: fall, excite. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Okay. So, uh, yeah, that's what I mean. I just wanted to get the wrestling name right. I didn't want to say the wrong thing. Um, So if you support Kate here and then at Excite and then on Fightful, technically, that's like supporting women because it's supporting Kate three times.
2: It is. It is. like It's a hat trick. You're supporting a hat trick of women, basically. Now, I see Caden asking, and it's a good question for once from Caden. Okay. He says, can I support other women? You can. You can support other women. You just also have to support me.
1: I'm going to say this, though, Kate. I'm just going to say this. Good question, I guess. For you. For like, me. For
2: Caden, that's a really good question. For you know me, I mean? though.
1: It's kind of a dumb question, so do you know what that deserves?
2: Probably a timeout.
1: That's right. That's right. So, um... <laughs> so uh we're so funny before we launch into other uh, so uh thank you kate for the the speech i enjoy that uh before we launch in, i don't like um, to talk
2: about it that often
1: that's fine we won't talk just about every it. every time again. i have
2: a podcast but i i just it's important you know
1: we're not going to talk about it again within the next 10 minutes so it's fine um so guys that was the uh weekend as i mentioned i know you guys did the watch along sounded like a lot of fun uh how's the rest of the weekend good things are good Yeah,
2: get kind of evaporated <laughs> real fast but i got to see my dad and my mom and me we all went to see the the yogi Berra docu the biopic mm-hmm, mm-hmm. it was it was really it was really good i knew a lot of the things in it as i am an obsessive obsessed Mickey fan and my mom was very emotionally invested in the film and it was adorable she cried at points and like it was not like not like cry worthy like (laughs) it was like like i get it like um he didn't he didn't like overcome anything so traumatic or anything you know like it was just it was very funny how I was like, this is good, but I knew I watched the Yankeeography. If you remember the old Yankeeographies on the Yes Network, sure. I uh, was very familiar with the the story of Lawrence Peter Yogi Berra um, mm-hmm. and all of his various accolades. My mom crying in the movie. Unexpected and delightful. She was so emotionally moved. And my dad enjoyed it, too. We had a, a really lovely Father's Day. Um and it was it was a blast, but it was hysterical to see my mom, not really a baseball fan, uh, just moved to tears by the story of Yogi Berra.
1: Yeah, I wouldn't expect the Yogi Berra doc biopic, whatever, to be one, to and get tears. Now, if you told me we saw a really touching thing about Lou Gehrig, right? Like, I get it. I get it. Tragic story. The Iron Man. Can't outrun Father Time or Brittle Bones, I guess, or whatever it does. But, um, yeah, Yogi Bear seemed to live a pretty charmed life.
2: Well, and, like, the the opening of it was based on this idea that, like, he, because of his personality being so big, it kind of overshadows his accomplishments, which I agree with. But the whole thing was, like... Um, based on, like, at the 2015 All-Star Game or something, they had said, like, the four greatest living legends. And the ones that got voted in were Willie Mays, Johnny Bench, um, Hank Aaron. Okay. I forget who the fourth was.
1: Well, we know it wasn't Pete Rose.
2: It wasn't Pete Rose. Who the fuck was it? But they were all four people that you would have, like, considered transformational to their position in the game basically like Johnny Bench is the only arguable one that I would put instead of Yogi Berra like you you can't say that like Hank Aaron and Willie Mays are not on the level of Yogi Berra
0: right
2: um so it was like kind of under on this premise of like people who were not as good of players of him like overshadow him and it's a it's an argument, but it's not like the strongest one because of the years he played were an embarrassment of riches. Even the years he managed right. were an embarrassment of riches. I was yeah. like, he's one of the best players of all time. Probably not even the best on the teams he was on, though. So my mom is just hook, line, and sinker with this. Of like, well, why are these other guys getting the shine? And I was like, well, mom, Willie Mays was pretty good too. I got yeah, to say, for
1: sure. <laughs> like, yeah, in. you got to put Willie Mays on that list for sure.
2: Yeah, there was nobody that like felt like they were unfairly there. Uh, but it was it was just very funny that my mom was like he had more MVPs than the other guys. <laughs> like, it was it was yeah. adorable.
1: Yeah, well, he, there's a good case. I don't know if you want to answer. Kate Asian Joe wants to know who's on your Mount Rushmore of Yankees. Oh, God,
2: uh, Babe Ruth Lou Gehrig.
1: I'll co-sign both of those. That those are good.
2: Those have to be. I'd probably put Whitey Ford there.
1: Whitey Ford the pitcher or the one who sings the blues?
2: I mean, truly
3: Thank you, Aunt. Uh
2: the pitcher, but right, also the well, one that sings the blues is neck and neck. Okay. It feels like there should be someone from the modern dynasty run. And I I kind of feel like it's Joe Tori.
3: Why we, why not Jeter? Yeah, I mean the guy was
1: captain. And he won how many rings?
2: A lot. I'm just trying to think if like there's more listen there were anybody... a lot of really great players around that era, but no, like actually now that I'm thinking about it, like World Series MVP and all star MVP in the same time. You could also make a case for Rivera. I'll throw mm-hmm. Jeter on there. That's that's a fair fourth. But it also just isn't that's what was with that modern dynasty. It feels like if you take kind of any one of those key players out of it at any time, like it's a huge right thing, you know? I mean, I think, anybody, I think that's good. Whitey, Whitey Ford, Lou Gehrig, Babe Ruth and Jeter is like a good. That's a solid Mount Rushmore.
1: Anybody from the Murderer's Row Yankees, you know, you could argue to be on that list.
2: Barra Mantle. Who, yeah, DiMaggio. Yeah. Like it's, it's I mean, awesome. I'd
1: argue I'd argue you could put DiMaggio in there. In place yeah, of I White D D Ford. Whitey Ford for DiMaggio. I mean, I have a
2: weird thing about needing a pitcher on there. And if you look at his stats, he was insane.
1: It's because you're a catcher. You need a pitcher. You know what I'm saying? Hey, oh, uh, bang, bang, bang.
2: what about yours?
1: I mean, I would say, Ruth, I would probably throw DiMaggio on there. I'd also put Gehrig there. And then it, I'd ha- you'd have to put Jeter. But if I'm going to maybe take Gehrig off, I'll leave DiMaggio, which is really tough to take Garrig off. Um, it's funny. Marky Mark Kayfabe says uh, for Don Mattingly's, but I would make an argument even though he didn't win anything. You could put Mattingly on there. You could put, you know what? The Maybe the biggest one to miss and maybe the one that should go on there. You know what? Three months it. in. Nope, Therm. Yes, you could make an argument for it, but I'm going to throw. Here's my four Ruth, DiMaggio, Jeter, and Reggie Jackson.
2: Okay. I can get down with that. Because
1: Reggie helped them pull out of, you know, the dark days. And That's then it very was fair. dark. It was dark again after, you know, but like he got them there, you know?
2: That's very fair. I'm going to go. Chad Curtis.
1: What Shane about St- Chuck Knoblock?
2: Shane Spencer.
1: Mm-hmm. Ricky <laughs> All left
2: fielders. That's right.
1: That's right. Uh, oh boy.
2: And uh, um, I'm trying to think of like a Mariano Duncan. We'll go with
1: Mario. Ooh. Duncan. We win today. We
3: play today. That's it.
2: That's it. Maybe a Graham Lloyd if I can interest you in a lefty.
0: Graham
3: Lloyd. Why are we not doing the great Phillies Yankees crossover, Bobby Abreu?
2: Oh, I love Bobby Abreu. Actually,
3: I could tell you. Philly
2: fanatic Chase Utley, Chase Utley, and Chase Utley, (laughs) and I'm writing the same letter.
1: (laughs) My my Mount Rushmore, my Mount Rushmore of Phillies is just for John Crux.
2: Yeah, let's go.
3: I mean, if we're going by personality, <laughs> sure.
2: Oh, my God. Oh, no,
1: it doesn't matter. Cruc. My One of my favorite things ever was I, there was, I think, a cold open to SNL where they they were doing something. I'm pretty sure it was a cold open, but it was like the Phillies world, were in a World Series or something. And I guess they were spoofing when they showed them during the national anthem and everybody was just spitting chaw. Like during the yes. national anthem. I remember that yeah. I think uh Chris Farley was Cruck. It was fucking hilarious. That's,
3: That's good a good shit. one.
1: God. Well, Kate, sounds like a good weekend. Shlong, how about you? Good weekend?
3: It was a good weekend. Yes, it was. I okay, didn't see Yogi in? Bear. Uh, okay. What about Boo Boo? Yeah. I was Boo-Boo. looking for Boo Boo. No Yogi Bear documentary, but it wasn't bad. It was a good weekend. Got it's to good. watch some wrestling. Uh, yeah, there you go.
2: Yeah, Collision Good was stuff. strong, man. Good stuff.
1: Yeah, I do want to talk about it. I didn't see it live since I was away. Um, but I did watch it, uh, Sunday. I watched some of it, and I fell asleep in the middle, and then I finished it up today. Fair enough. Uh, so I do, I do want to touch on a little bit of Collision. We're not going to go through the whole goddamn show. It's just impossible. No. But I want we, to talk about we a couple watched
2: things. watched On this brand.
1: Yeah. Well, you watched along. I was not able to. So I do want to pick your brains, though. Uh, And to anybody maybe who didn't watch along, feel free to go back and listen to the watch along, which is available on YouTube. Didn't make it to Spotify. Maybe we'll throw it up on Spotify. Who knows? But go to YouTube. Check it out. uh, And listen. Just don't report anything because you can hear some bleed through the cable. Just don't report it. Just let it ride. Okay.
2: Don't fucking snitch.
1: Snitches get
2: a stitches and they don't support women.
1: That's right. Uh, so, some things about uh, Collision. Um, The opening song should have been Nickelback. Now you're wrong.
3: 100% wrong.
1: That opinion is not changing. And I hope you guys like how I just. Pulled the fucking pin of that grenade on Twitter and then just dipped out.
2: Yeah. Oh, fuck you for that. I was
1: I was going into a show and I was like, "Ooh, this will be a good one." <laughs>
3: mm-hmm. I ignored it until someone I actually was having fun with it and wasn't like seriously arguing with it, and then I then I walked away again. I enjoyed that very much. Extremely
1: rude. Um, so, um, I do like the production of the show. Felt completely different. Uh, I do like the two-man booth. Uh, I like Kevin Kelly, and I like um, Nigel McGuinness. I think they just have to feel each other out. You know, I think as the weeks go on, it will get more comfortable, right? Uh, so I know there were some... Ryan,
3: what are you doing? Reading something.
1: Sorry. <laughs> I was listening I and reading. you were I could
2: staring you... into my soul.
1: Yeah. He was getting very close.
2: It was very close.
1: Um... So um okay even with glasses. <laughs> I think I think they'll get better uh as the weeks go on. And I know there were some big snafus that people pointed out, like uh he called Andrade El Idolo, Andrade El El like Idol or something. He didn't say his name right, and then he called him Andre Idolo. <laughs> so
2: it's just not that difficult.
1: Listen, I get it. Um uh, I feel some- like
2: can I Ryan's breathing on me. I can feel it. <laughs> oh, it is gross. steamy. Oh. Um, a mint, dude.
1: <laughs> so I I like that kind of stuff. Um We didn't need JR there for the main event. We're going to talk about good old JR and news and notes later. So we'll leave that be. Uh, but as far as what they put on screen, I thought it was uh good for night one. Um I'll kind of go through a few things in order, but I'm not, you know, we're not doing this like our dynamite rundown. Right. So the opening promo, uh, from what I read was off the cuff. He had a couple things he knew he wanted to get across, uh, with a few punchlines. Uh, but it was apparently off the cuff. I'm going to say this. I don't ever want to hear him fucking say I deserve this or it's my time. That's, it's not a thing anymore. He's established. It's not his time. He doesn't deserve anything, to in my opinion. Is it good he's back for them? Sure, absolutely. Because I believe the numbers came out, and um, they said it got 816,000 viewers Saturday night, did a .33 rating with 18 to 49-year-olds, good for third among cable originals, Uh, coming behind ESPN's coverage of USC Fight Night and the College World Series. So it did very good numbers. I think people were way interested. That's fine. I am just personally over the it's my time, I deserve this, you know, blah, 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 talk track. No problem with the rest of it. Everything else is fine. The red bag thing was a little weird, but I get what they're doing.
2: uh i think part of the my time thing is he kind of has to go back to the fact that he never actually lost the title right like i there was a lot there were a lot of people who didn't like this and i get where they were coming from i think there were a lot of people that i I think it's getting abundantly clear he's going to be turning heel soon and I, i think a lot of people felt like uneasy was the word i heard being thrown around the most um They're kind of in a damned if you do, damned if you don't situation, right? Like, if you acknowledge it, you put a magnifying glass over everything, but you can't not acknowledge it. Um, And this felt very... I said before I even watched it back, I was like, this feels very The Rock heel turn era punk to me. And then there were all these little things like um, him taking the flag off the microphone, which is exactly what he did before that promo. He has the same look. Mm -hmm. So I... On the on the implication, he's turning heel, I really like it. I also feel like it's the first episode of a wrestling show, you're probably gonna stuff strum up a bunch of bullshit even if you can't immediately do it or maybe ever do it. Like you he put he put a money's on the table promo out. Uh but the it's my time thing, I think was designed to make you not like it and is also just like an iteration of like, hey, I never actually lost the title, I got fucking injured. Right. So he, he kind of has to say that. Um,
1: but what I, does he deserve? His
2: what? his title back. He never lost it. Right. So I don't think he's coming for MJF tomorrow. But like if you're giving a promo and you look at where you left off, you left off as champion. So I feel like you kind of have to. Um, but I, I think it's it's exciting. It, it wasn't my favorite thing on the show and I'm the favorite the biggest CM Punk mark in the world, but like Andrade and Bun Matt was an unbelievable match to me. And I really liked the match that it was, but I think we might get, I think this upcoming collision, we might get something really, really fun, which we can talk about later, but like yep. who that four on four match is begging for a heel turn, in my opinion. So um, and that'll be the first show he's on that's out of Chicago. So that would be a good place and way to do it. Uh, right. But there's, There's some interesting notes that he sprinkled into the six man that I think could indicate that he's turning heel sooner rather than later, which I think is absolutely the right call. Because I think you're going to have Ricky Starks as a main event face on collision for sure.
1: Yeah, you know, and I'm with you on a lot of that, Kate. I just think when you when you go out and say things like I deserve this and it's my time, I think it comes off wrong. You know, like you're not you're not a 20 something trying to make it. You've been made. You know what I mean? And it just sounds it comes off wrong to me. I get what you're saying about the context. That's context isn't the problem. I just the words don't come out right to me and I just don't need to see it anymore. I don't need to hear it, but he did exactly what they needed him to do, right? You address the elephant in the room without addressing the elephant in the room. You bring the belt out in the bag. You don't show it, right? Like you address that, you know, you pop the crowd huge at the start. You get big numbers like that's all they could have asked for. So it worked. It worked perfectly.
2: Asian Joe brings up a really good point, And that doesn't Ryan say I deserve this. It's my time every podcast episode. Does it bug you Aunt, when he does that
1: oh on the God. podcast? you're not supposed to bring it up here when we text back and forth about it.
2: I'm trying to pop a rating.
1: Oh, I guess you're right. Yes, you're absolutely right. I Thank don't you. like it.
2: Thank you.
0: Rude.
1: Um, oh, there he is. Uh. Oh, wait. Kate, what are you You reading? I'm just something? reading something. Okay.
3: I would think the glass... You notice how we hear her better when she gets closer? It's almost like she... I know. Oh, wait, wait. Do you hear me now? Yeah, that's way better.
2: Tell me when I'm telling lies.
1: You're telling lies right now. You're telling tall tales outside of school. That's what I can say. What is she doing?
2: I'm adjusting some settings.
1: (laughs) Kate, you know what would happen if people bought shirts? We could get you a, a mic stand.
2: It's true. It's true. I could also scoot closer to the mic, but then my chair gets all wonky.
1: Oh boy. Don't walk your chair and then you'll kick they'll kick the wires to your computer and there'll be a whole thing. Um uh the word Luchasaurus thing was weird. We'll see what happens with that, but um I have a feeling Miro's coming for that, so we're not going to dig too deep into that. I want to kind of focus on the guys who returned. Buddy Matthews as you said and Andrade El Idolo, I thought was a fantastic match. Andrade looked good. Um doesn't seem like Buddy Matthews has a problem with people who lay their shit in because it looked great. And I like um I like the end result of the match where the House of Black shows up and beats him down because I'm hoping we get an LFI um, you know, House of Black program. That would be pretty great. So as far as Andrade goes, I think he looks great. Nice little nod to Char you know, with the figure eight. Um, you know, I thought Andrade looked really good in his return after not being around for what, like six, nine months.
2: Yeah, I thought Andrade was was great here. Um, I do want to briefly touch on the fact that Christian was the only one holding the title at the end of that Luchasaurus title win. Like yep. he didn't he didn't get a, a, a lick of that title. And what made me happy about that is. I think it's gonna end up in Christian's hands and that baby money is gonna be right. I think I think there's some good in Luchasaurus, and he's gonna turn back face. There's uh, some good left in him. There's some good left in him. <laughs> what a precious little fella. Uh but yeah, this this Andrade Bud Matt match was fantastic. Like even the way that they have the lighting set up for this one, I thought was really, really cool. Like it just so all encompassing it was kind of the most establishing story on collision in my opinion. And that like, okay. So the next step is Andrade is going to have his friends come in. Right. Cause we got Malachi black and Brody after. So it was nice to have something where you're like, I see where this story that it just started on collision is going. We got a little bit more of that. That was built out on dynamite tonight. I think it was a weird call to launch the show the day or the week before a pay-per-view. Like that's just mm-hmm. weird timing. But, uh, they got, they got the job done, but this match, to me, was was the best thing of the night. I, I thought it was extremely well done. The story that they were telling with the um, bum shoulder and tricep of Andrade with the knee of Buddy Matthews at the same time, like, I yeah. almost bit at that. Like, they did a really, really good job selling, and the way the match was architected was just, I, th- I thought, really well done and, and pretty brilliant. So, good stuff in that match. That was my favorite thing of the night.
1: It was an excellent match, and I do like what they're setting up here, so it's good. Um, Miro Tony Nice in Miro's return. First of all, I can confirm Tony Nice is a trainer, mm-hmm. uh, I just have to go back to training. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's true. Uh, and what I can also confirm is that Tony Nice doesn't win matches because for some reason he takes these goddamn. Battle Royals, and he's the first one out. And then for some reason, he's signing open contracts, uh, uh, you know, against Miro. Somebody tell Smart Mark Sterling to to do better for his clients. I know they said that on commentary, but they are right. Um, And really, I mean, I only bring this up because I want to, or uh, Miro, I thought, looked really good in his return. It wasn't a straight-up squash, you know. He got hit a couple times. He took it, and then... God, he looked great. Um, You know, I just, um, if you have to ask me, I think Miro's the next person to get that TNT title. Maybe why they took it off Luchasaurus, or sorry, why they took it off Wardlow so it can transition to Miro without Miro having to go through Wardlow. But I don't know. I feel like that feels right. I know Miro already had that belt, but I think he deserves that belt back. And I am excited to see um, what's going to happen with Miro because um, he just looked great. And I think the fans like seeing him back. He got a good response. I didn't necessarily have a problem with this, except that it was just sort of like a random match, but what do you, you know, he's just returning. So that's a nitpick for me. I thought he looked good. What do you guys think? Uh, I
2: I thought he looked great. I, um, I felt like Tony Nice was the perfect dance partner for him. The way he was bumping for him looked really, really good. My Fight Club co-host said he wants to see Miro do a promo against Luchasaurus where he promises for his Redeemer to make dinosaurs go extinct a second time, which I yeah. thought was a really, really fun shout because Miro has such great comedic timing and, and presence about him. I was like, oh, that would be fantastic. Uh, <laughs> my Redeemer. First time it was the Meteor. This time it's Miro. Like, it it would be so good. Um, so I, I would love that. I'm intrigued to see what happens with this international title four pack because I could also see Miro coming for that international title for a Bulgarian dude. Um, and then you have a little bit of time to play with Luchasaurus, handing it over to Christian. And I, I think Christian should have a transitional run with it, but like not so short. I, I think people are so into this Christian run. I'm one of them they, they want to see him carry it for a little bit. I th- I think that wouldn't be the worst idea. So we'll see what comes a bit, but as far as that match, I thought Mira looked fantastic physically too. He's always had a presence about him, but he just looked really, really fit. And, um, I, I think he's going to be a really anchoring presence on, on collision. I think he'll do great work.
1: Yeah. I, uh, I just think that Miro has been missing for a while and now they have something for him to his sink his teeth into with the new show. So I'm, I'm for it. Um, also, I don't remember if it came here or somewhere else, but, um, I liked the promo that they put together for Scorpio sky. Uh, I just wish that you could see what the fuck the card said before they cut to commercial Uh, At least on what I was watching. It cut to commercial like the card came up and I'm pretty sure it was going to say like Scorpio Sky appears next week or something. But if that was intentional, it it was weird. You know what I mean? Like if if the intention was to not know what that card said, then it did its job. But it was weird. I just don't know what they're planning with Scorpio Sky, which is fine. I just want to see him back in the fucking ring. Like he's so good and you forget about some of the stuff that he accomplished until they put that video together. Right. First tag team champion. He won the, you know, revolution face of the revolution match. He won the TNT title. You know, I mean, he did a lot of stuff um, and he's a great wrestler. So I'm just waiting for him to get back, but it was just what the fuck. Like, let me see what the goddamn card says.
2: My only um, kind of com- complaint with Collision was they set up literally nothing for this week's Collision, which finding out Punk was showing up tonight makes a little bit more sense, but not a lot more sense. And part of me thought that might also be because there's a bunch of talent that they said is going to be on here that we didn't see, including Scorpio, Sky, Thunder Rosa, etc. cetera. So yeah. um, like maybe they still want that kind of like those little surprise pops about it. Uh, but you're right and that it just felt like a it it felt a little rushed and it felt a little out of place. It was a little bit odd.
1: Yeah. And, and to your point, too, about not really setting much up, I, I also think it's like you said, the timing is weird. They're leading into a pay-per-view. So you've got to push the pay-per-view. So how are you going to set up a story? How are you going to set up stories for Collision when you're really just trying to get people to buy a pay-per-view? You know what I mean? Like.
2: Yeah, it's a little weird. It feels like they should have launched it the week after Forbidden Door when they kind of cleared some of this out. But um but yeah. Uh
1: Sky Blue winning, uh getting the pinfall at home was good. I, you know, they they gave the lineup for the the Owen tournament. I think we'll talk about that in the next break. Um so we'll talk a little further, but boy, they really are putting, you know. They're they're stacking up behind Sky Blue. They let her win at home in the tag match, and she had a good showing against uh, Tony Storm. So you know, uh, I didn't have a problem with that. A, go- a feel good moment for Sky Blue. Not necessarily a problem there.
2: She was super emotional coming down the ramps too. That was a a really sweet kind of moment. Uh, but I I what I liked was they were matching gear, and I don't know if that's because we're leading to a five on five or whatever. But like kind of felt like maybe there's women's tag wrestling on the way. That would be neat. Tony Storm brings the best out of Sky Blue. Like anytime they're yep. in the ring together, she she pulls the best, best work. And Ruby Soho is so good psychologically with tag matches. I think because she was she was raised in the riot squad initially, right? Like she she was so good in in that context, but she always chooses really, really smart spots. Um, so I, I thought this was really good. I had no problem with that at all.
1: And then the main event, obviously, is the the wrestling return for CM Punk with FTR versus the Bang Bang Gang and Samoa Joe. So we've got this long running feud with Joe that takes place, you know, during this match. And they gave it like a full half hour. Uh, So it wasn't just something that you got to with 10 minutes to go and you're just like, oh, come on, Jesus, you know, but. Um, I thought that the match was good. I thought it was a good six man match. We're obviously setting things up with Dynamite tonight, so we'll talk about it. But, um, I thought everybody looked good in the main event, you know, not seeing Punk wrestle, uh, for God, again, just what seems like forever. You know, it was good that he seemed okay in the ring. Everything looked good. And, you know, I think that they sort of, um, They storyboarded this match if, uh, you know, whatever they set up for this match was perfect, you know? So I thought it was a good main event. I thought that the show was good. The wrestling in the ring was good. You know, I didn't have any major issues. The production was different. I like that Dasha was doing the ring announcing. I like the two-man crew. Like, I think this show works. Um, Obviously, Kate, if you'd like to give your thoughts on Punk in the main event and Samoa Joe and all that, certainly feel free to. But I just wanted to make sure I at least didn't forget to say that overall, I thought it was a good first episode, despite, again, what we said, not really having the time to set things up. It's episode one. You know, we'll get to we'll get to stuff. They're not going to slow burn us on a ton of stuff. We're going to get there. But I thought it was a good show.
2: Uh, agreed. I I really liked the tall stage. I I saw some people saying it looked about the size of double or nothing stage. And I, I like that look. It's a nice, clean, um, elongated set. And for the main event, I honestly, I thought Cash Wheeler showed out more than anybody. Like, I thought that was a really, really good match for him. Uh, the crowd getting electric when Punk and Samoa Joe had their standoff was great. Um, Former fight clever, now AW shell Will Washington, tweeted that you could literally hear the chops in Tony Khan's office in the back. Like that's how hard Samoa yeah. Joe was laying them in, like, and they looked rough. And I was like, well, that's funny that he's allowing that the day he came out with the Adam Page uh lobbying. Uh, that he was worried about him hitting too hard because Samoa Joe beat the dog shit out of him. Um yeah. And then I guess when they were off camera, Samoa Joe started flipping off the crowd. So I, I have some interesting thoughts about where this all may be headed, but very cool that we got that moment between Joe and Punk, whether they choose to go into a singles program or this leads to a Punk heel turn with Joe as like a heavy in the background of a Bullet Club Gold situation. I think there's a lot of fun to be had. I, th- I think it could be really, really good. So I thought the match was good. I think it was a, a smart move to bring Punk back in this context where he could tag in where he needed to and and do his job, but uh, a fun program, really fun
1: program. Shlong, you've been quiet. What did you think of the show?
3: Hated it. it. It, Hated it. No, it was what they needed from our first show. You had your return of one of your biggest stars, arguably your biggest star. You had an amazing match between Andrade and, and buddy Matthews and then you had a really fun main event I think all those things equal a really good show and what you kind of need to, sh- uh, to have on your first one I actually think starting collision before forbidden door makes a lot of sense for I think that's where I disagree with you guys because they're using it so heavily for promotion for forbidden door so they're trying to get everything to tie into one another get people tuning into collision to see the updates for forbidden door which gets people in the habit of tuning in on Saturdays to watch wrestling and at the same time building Forbidden Door on an extra night because they hadn't been building it otherwise. So I think both play in really well together. No, you're wrong. Okay. Wrong. Completely wrong.
1: So it's going to be interesting to see you know, how the rest of Collision plays out. I, I think, though, that they've got something that can win. And if they pull... Anything. I mean, it's going to be tough for them to pull 860 every week, right? Um, this was a first show, The Return of Punk. Like, I think everything was just working in its favor. But, I mean, if they can draw anything to, to TNT on Saturday nights more than, you know, what would draw a rerun of, you know... Big Bang Theory or the fucking Avengers, Age of Ultron, I think they're going to be happy.
2: Fast and Furious 945. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. I mean, we're family, but that's a lot of family.
2: It's a lot of family. And, you know, a lot of people were like a Saturday wrestling show. Like, what What are you going to draw? 700 maybe? And the other side of that is it's, it's kind of easy outside of sports to be number one in the ratings, right? So outside of college football and stuff, And when other people have playoffs and whatever, which is a risk for any day of the week, like it's it's harder from a numbers standpoint, but it's very easy to be top top in the in the TV rankings in that way. So, um, or ratings, rankings, ratings.
3: (laughs) Uh, Kate misses the rankings. I'm not a TV expert, but I got to assume that a live show had their ratings matter more than a uh, like a syndicated show like a, a rerun mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. the level that people will be paying attention to a live show is greater than that of people who put on the big bang theory for something in the background for the thousandth time you're actually more engaged yeah. i mean i could be wrong but i had that I, based on how i know advertisers and other aspects think of things that kind of stuff matters to them so i'm assuming it does in tv too where knowing that people are paying attention, knowing you can do picture and picture knowing all that it's. So even if big bang theory got a million views because for some reason it gets even in reruns gets ridiculous numbers. I think the 800,000 of live views are considered better.
1: Yeah. I mean, for sure. Um, I I don't disagree with that. Um, it's not going to do these numbers week in week out, but anything is going to be
3: better. If it can do NXT numbers of like 600,000, I think you'd be crushing it. I mean, on a Saturday, for sure. And it will be interesting when
1: we do have things like, um, you know, March Madness and other playoffs that are going to jump in on Saturday night, um, you know, to TNT to see how they're going to sort of deal with those programming sort of issues. And yeah, I think like when college football rolls around, you know, and you have this, some of the same people who have to watch, who want to watch college football and want to watch wrestling, we're going to sort of be splitting an audience. But I think that, you know, if you're reading sort of DVR numbers and stuff like that, I'm sure things will be a okay for them. So we'll see what happens. I thought overall it was a pretty good show. So they had rampage on Friday night. We're not Really gonna talk about that because what's the point we just talked about Saturday? But um made of do.
2: that's all I'll say. Made of absolute Yeah. Uh
1: yeah, I did uh I did hear that. I do have a note on Bandito for later. So I we'll know. talk about Bandito. But Kate, I did want to get one take on what I know you said your match of the night was. Aubrey Edwards. Mark Briscoe, and Papa Briscoe defeating Jay Lethal, Jeff Jarrett, and Karen Jarrett.
2: I mean, they say seven star matches happen in the Tokyo Dome, but I say that's not true. I think seven star matches happen with a referee uh, and a wrestler's dad against people with a guitar fetish. That's what I think. So... It's just not for me, man. Like, I don't give a <laughs> shit at all about any of this. I thought Aubrey actually did all right in it. Like, I, I thought she did pretty well with what her role was. Um, she's a trained wrestler, so that that made me feel better from, like, a real-life perspective, <laughs> that she knew what she was doing in there. Um, but I... We're going to talk about Jeff Jarrett later. Like, this shit just yeah, stay for me, man. Like, I, it's not... I fully acknowledge that this is great for the people that like it. I'm not one of them.
1: That's weird because you said this was your match of the night. So I just find it weird. I think you're living a double life.
2: It's just it's hard when something is so like it was so much better than everything else that it made me not like the rest of the show so i oh, i don't okay. like it you know what i mean it's just I like well when you set the bar that high how am i supposed to enjoy anything else in wrestling so for those reasons i didn't really like it
1: okay i understand that makes sense sort of but i get it sort of
2: makes perfect sense
1: perfect sense what else is going to make perfect sense is the fact that we're going to step away since we've been going almost an hour And then we're going to come back and talk about Dynamite because uh, there was a lot to discuss from Dynamite, obviously building to Forbidden Door this Sunday. So it was a lot of build up to Sunday uh, and, uh, you know, sort of setting up some stories, I think, even beyond Forbidden Door. So we've got to talk about that. We've got news and notes and other fun, happy horse shit that we always throw in during the discussion But before we get there, we are going to step away and uh, you're going to listen to some words from some of the other shows that are part of the Shining Wizards Network. We'll be right back here on the Mark Order podcast.
5: every one of you for tuning in every monday night to listen to the shining wizards if you'd like to continue to support us outside of listening we've got a few ways for you to do that if you shop at amazon go over to amazon.shiningwizards.com do your shopping as usual and when you make your purchase a little bit of that purchase price will go back to support the show if you like to wear t-shirts merch.shiningwizards.com will take you to our pro wrestling store where we've got over a dozen great designs from over 11 years of professional wrestling podcasting you can become a Patreon supporter at patreon.com slash wizardspodcast, where each and every week we call out your name as one of our show producers, and the more you support us, the more things that you're entitled to receive, and believe me, they are fantastic. If you can't support us monetarily, if you don't shop at Amazon, that's absolutely fine. Continue to listen to us wherever you listen to us on the World Wide Web, and make sure you like, rate, review, subscribe, do all that good stuff. Doesn't cost you anything, helps us out, and we can continue to bring you the love fest that
4: If you like your music heavy, then check out Radioactive Metal on the Shining Wizards Network. For over 16 years now, Radioactive Metal has been one of the longest-running podcasts. Over the years, we've interviewed some legendary metal acts, had some awesome discussions, and cranked a hell of a lot of tunes. So join your cool Uncle Snowy and his co-host Aaron. For the audio mosh pit that is Radioactive Metal, here on the Shining Wizards Network. Well, the action is underway! What's up, everyone? When on the Shining Wizards Network, be sure to check out Wrestling Night in Canada. If we're not recording another kick-ass podcast or playing in punk bands or recording kick-ass heavy metal albums then we're sitting back we're grabbing a couple brews and going over everything to do in the world of pro wrestling because we're from Winnipeg you idiots
2: The Mark Order Podcast is the only show you need if you're looking for dedicated coverage of everything AEW on the Shining Wizards Network Join us live on YouTube every Wednesday night at 1015 p.m. Eastern after Dynamite to chat along with the show. If you can't join us live, listen to us on your favorite podcast platform. Follow us on all social channels at MarkOrderPod and use the hashtag joinTheMarkOrder. Because if you don't find us, we
1: will find you.
4: I'm Kevin Rogue. I'm Al Day. And we're a couple of
5: down-under-pounders that co-host Rogue Day Dots, an action figure collecting podcast where we talk about, well, just about anything that tickles our fancy at any given moment. We're grumpy old man, and sometimes people
4: get on our nerves, and when you get on our nerves, guess what? You get off the lawn. Get off my
0: lawn,
5: asshole! We also go on a little bit of a mission. We go back and we're grading everything. F- wrestling figure line that's out there i'm talking ljn's i'm talking jacks i'm talking hasbro's who doesn't
4: like a little hulk complex it's a gorilla brain wrestling podcast production found on the shining wizards network i'm duke bags kevin Rope. and together we are the co-hosts of your duke road you want to hear about some terrible wrestling shows we got you covered well we talk about good ones too we're currently talking about the death of the stuff
5: i know what we're fucking talking about sometimes we get uh guest spots like from the taskmaster i like to uh i like to listen to the year of duke and rope podcast. they're uh funny guys that uh, i like when they i like when they talk about the uh, the nards plows i like nards plows that's uh that's a good move And uh, I like the Dungeon of Doom. You know, sometimes, sometimes, I I call my butt the Dungeon of Doom. Thanks, guys. Oklahoma. Let me tell you a little bit about my favorite wrestling podcast. All right?
4: It's a podcast with two men. Two men, Duke Banks, Kevin Brody. They talk about professional wrestling. It's a man's sport. All right? And who better to talk about a man's sport than Duke? Oklahoma. Once in a while, Vince Russo sounds top
5: Oh, you piece of shit! If you're not listening to your Duke and Rogue podcast in the back with the boys, you piece of shit, I don't know what you're doing. It's, uh, you got a slide one in there?
4: If you're a man, if you're a man, you're talking about something only a man can do. You're talking
5: about a slide one in Bro, take the time to slide one in there. All right, bro, you piece of shit, slide one in there. A Gorilla Brain Wrestling podcast production that you can find on the Shining Wizards Network.
1: All right, we're back here on the Mark Order podcast, part of the Shining Wizards Network as well. You can follow us on our socials at Pod. And subscribe on YouTube, please. We can use like 150 more subscribers on YouTube, according to
3: somebody who was checking before. So, um, Ryan,
1: how, how
2: were you checking that out, by the way?
3: I just went on YouTube and looked and saw what it takes to be a.
2: How, no, 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 how no. closely were you looking? Literally,
3: at it? how were you looking at it before? Oh. Perfect.
2: i always feel like somebody's watching me that's what
1: it's like down here
3: <laughs> Ooh, rockwell's here i mean um th- that should say something that i need to get that close to my monitor
1: so uh so follow us at mark order pod on all our socials give us a uh, subscribe on the youtube you can find our youtube link in our link tree on our social uh platforms You can also request stickers. So again, stickers are on pause for now because we're waiting for the new batch to come in. Sticker update for you guys. They have been shipped. And for some reason, they went from York, Pennsylvania to Illinois. And then will make its way back to the East Coast. I don't know why the USPS works the way it does, but it does.
2: And I didn't want to bring this up on
1: air. Uh-oh.
2: Is the stress of the stickers getting to you? No. Do they go to Illinois? Because first we got... I don't even want to bring it up. The Jesse Ozog incident, right? We all know. You said you're trying to do better. Is this better? Really? Stickers going to Illinois and then back to us? I feel like you're... um The... The game, the game's wearing you out, and I'm I'm a little concerned about the quality of our, our customer service here at the Mark Quarter Podcast.
1: Well, it's not, and I uh, surely will let you, Kate, take the reins if you'd like to. I'll send the stickers to you, and then you can be responsible for printing, shipping, mm, signing, I writing think addresses.
2: Just like that's not very supportive Postage? of women.
1: Okay, okay, that I feels see. like
2: they're overloading women.
1: Oh, I see how it is. <laughs> Well, anyway, you can request stickers if you go to the link tree in our bio and get on the wait list. But I got news for you people. Once we're out of these batch of stickers, we're going to put a full pause on stickers for a while because. uh, We can't uh, we can't just be reordering stickers all willy nilly uh, because we got to make some of that cash back, but you can request stickers. All you got to do is hit the button in our link tree, fill out the form. In Google and then we will send you out when we get stickers if you if we have enough to send out we will send out some mark order podcast stickers version one version two and soon to come version three which is a different sticker so uh get on the list and we will get them out to you as soon as we get them in and we will and send be us
2: pictures with them I want I want to see I want to see them all
1: please send it to us. But you know what, Kate? I've actually got, I got, uh, I got something I want to share. Um, and a request. Okay. I don't make a big deal out of it because it's just, I don't, Mm -hmm. uh, I'm going to be like, well, it is now 40 minutes from midnight here on the East coast. Do you know what June 22nd is?
2: I don't know
1: what June 22nd is. June 22nd is my birthday.
2: I thought your birthday was in July. Did I make that up? I made uh, no. that up.
1: Yeah, you did. Um, happy sorry, almost birthday!
2: Like I... Shut the F up!
1: It's fine. It's fine. That's not the point of this. The point is not to look for people to say happy birthday or anything like that. I bring it up because I have one birthday wish.
2: And What's that, Aunt?
1: My one birthday wish is for people to go to our pro wrestling tea store oh, and to help support us and I guess a woman um, by buying a T-shirt. You can go to our link tree in the bio of our social platforms and you can uh, click the link to go directly to our pro wrestling tea store you can uh, go to prowrestlingtees.com/markorderpod or you can go to prowrestlingtees and just search for the mark order podcast we have four t-shirts up two front prints two double sided prints front and back and anything you order there we get a little bit of dough back into our pockets for things like ordering stickers maybe at some point getting kate a mic stand Um, you know, other things that we need to spend money on for production for this show. So it's my birthday wish this year. You know, a lot of people will say, hey, I want you to donate to a cause. I want you to do something nice for somebody. I want a presence. I don't want a present. I want you to show your support. And maybe donate some of your hard-earned dollars.
2: I expect you to.
1: We can get the word out and make you people look even better than you already do by wearing some Mark Order podcast gear. Don't you want
2: to look sexy?
1: I do. Asian Joe says, wow, this podcast goes so long that Ant will literally turn a year older during it. I think technically I wasn't born till like later in the day on June 22nd. But we're just for the argument's sake here, Joe. We're going to say at midnight. 38 minutes from now, go out and pick up a T-shirt. That's my plea. That's my plea.
2: Or you ruin Ant's entire year.
1: My whole year will be ruined. Yeah. So, guys, I do want to dig into Dynamite. Bang bang! Uh, so let's get into it. Um, we start out the show with Kate's favorite tag team in the history of all professional wrestling. The ass boys. Uh, I'm sorry, the guns. Sorry, the guns. Um, and the Hardy boys. Brothers versus brothers. Cutting to the end of this match. There is some Bullet Club gold interference. And the ass boys win by pinfall with a 310 to Yuma pin on Jeff Harding. Post match, there's a run in. We get Rock Hard Juice Robinson from the Bang Bang Gang. And I think somebody else comes with uh, Rock Hard Juice Robinson, but I can't remember. Do you recall, Kate?
2: And I both remember and have it in my notes. It was Switchblade. Jay White.
1: That's what I thought, but I wasn't 100 percent sure. Thank you for backing me up.
2: You are so very welcome.
3: Hey, do you guys want like to see like an
2: Want
3: to see like anxiety tick? Like how I say I always have to play with something. So I couldn't get the Well, hold cone on, from. pal. This is YouTube. This is an X- I know. Don't worry. That's for that's the is other thing a PG thing is
2: program.
3: But right. I couldn't get the uh the switch cone to work, so I ended up breaking it even more. And I basically just twisted it into a giant knot.
1: My goodness! I gave you a Nyla Rose figure. What have you done to that? Wait, yeah, I don't want I, to know. I had, I had to put that away so I didn't break it. Yeah, Kate, he put it away all right in his nightstand. oh He's got a. cleaner a bit
3: big for me, but I got I my know,
2: I got my buddy right
1: here. I see. I see. The book is somewhere too. I know you. You treasure the things I give you. I do. You don't defile them like some people.
3: It is, i could go get it
1: that's not, i don't want you to get it it's okay
3: I, i'm not going to because i'm lazy but i could thank you
1: kate
2: a gift from aunt whose birthday is not july 8th as it was on my phone for Ju- some reason
1: july 8th wow
2: i think another anthony that i call aunt is july eighth. great
1: great see that ryan i'm so forgettable i get replaced with second tier aunt
3: well, I mean, there's a lot of ants out there. There's only one ant money. That's
1: true. So, Switchblade Jay White and Rock Hard Juice Robinson get in the ring. They beat down the Hardies while the Guns just watch on. Uh, Juice lays out Jeff with the loaded right hook, and then Ricky Starks makes the entrance to make the save. He's getting beat down. So then FTR comes down, but they find themselves overwhelmed, and uh, Chicago made. Pants is in the building and he is there to fight. The faces are able to clear house. Juice uh, just barely avoids go to sleep and that's when Punk grabs the mic and says if they want to fight so bad they'll make it official and they'll fight their asses Saturday at the call uh, at Collision, excuse me, I was going to say the Coliseum at Collision. So uh, they do set up a 4v4 match for Collision. It's going to be CM Punk FTR and Ricky Starks versus the Guns and the Bang Bang Gang, Bullet Club Gold. So um, I'm going to go to Kate first because she is a huge gun mark. Uh, so, Kate,
3: what is Sounds wrong. Mean?
1: Well, she is. She said I'm she, a woman. she exercises She's her. Guns. She uh, exercises her Second Amendment and right to bear arms. She loves the guns.
2: It's true, I'm a huge supporter of gun rights. I feel like they have a right to be here as former champions. This match made me sad because the guns were the better ones in it. The Hardys can't wrestle anymore, man. I'm sorry, I love them. I love them so much, but Jeff, especially like, oh man, Matt Hardy just like he looks like an Irish step dancer, like he only has his like little legs from waist down and jeff is not good anymore like it, it i feel like we've seen a lot of very graceful exits in people's old age and this is not that it kind of made me very sad um but i don't like the guns and i can at least say that they sold their asses off in this match like I Austin Austin's gotten a lot better. Colton still isn't great, but like they both sold really, really hard for the Hardys in this. I can't even, even I can't hate on that. Like, um, I, I'm also a little over the, the brothers tag team story. Cause there's like nine of them. I feel like in AEW, like we got the Lucha bros. We've got top. Boy. Um, FTR hair and balls are basically brothers. Um, So I just feel like, I don't know, this wasn't enough of a story to get me interested and it just made me really sad because the Hardys, are just not very good in the ring anymore. It it broke my heart a little bit. The post-match I thought was great. I loved Punk's line of the uh, four-on-one. I like my odds. Four-on-four is a funeral, I thought was a nice little line. And I don't know, man. I can't get this booking out of my head that one of my co-hosts came up with of like, Turning heel on FTR is a good way to make sure Punk's not a tweener. Like, it's a really, really good call. And if you have Jay White and CM Punk on the same side of things, that's a real interesting stable all of a sudden. And Samoa Joe just, like, popping up and the gun's there to eat your pins. That's a good way to make someone a heel in a hurry. Um, And you could set a Bullet Club versus Bullet Club if you wanted uh, at Forbidden Door. It might be a little late for that, but (sighs) Jay White and CM Punk on the same side of things is like a very, very, very compelling thing from the types of heels that they are. I feel like they're similar in really good ways and very different in really good ways. I I think we've kind of progressed past the, this guy is the mouthpiece thing. And I, I think... Like in New Japan, that's not really a thing. There's a leader, but I don't I don't feel like a mouthpiece all the time. Um, so I I don't know. I I'm really compelled by that booking. I want Punk to work heel. And Jay White obviously has like his. You could very easily create grievances with the elite with him too. Like if they were to ever get there. Um, and the idea of CMFTR not being enough for Punk or just keeping FTR face, I think, is a. a a fine move because they're still so over right now with champs but man that that booking's kicking around in my head an awful lot and then if you eventually lead to a stark cm punk feud i mean my god like how hot is collision all of a sudden so um a lot of ways you can go with it it might be too early to turn him heel but sure feels like a four-on-four match is a good way to do that. in your first appearance outside of Chicago with the guy, like you, you've got an opportunity right before a really big pay-per-view to, to make some waves on it. So I like it, but even if it doesn't go that way, I, I think this is a good angle. Um, I think it's a whole lot of fun and CMFTR with Ricky Starks and Ricky Starks with his, his suit pants and no shirt mm-hmm. respectfully did not look bad today. So, good okay. On him. okay. Um, he would be on in my rankings, like Mrs. Money has her her staple of. She's got a big staple of dudes though.
1: We're still kicking around that bonus content. Don't worry, I okay. haven't let it go. Okay. I will say this: I don't necessarily want need to see Punk with bullet, bullet Club Gold. I get what kind of heat that would be, but I don't need to see it.
2: That's fair.
3: I get it, Shlong, What do you think? And it doesn't work because you can't have jay white and cm punk in the same group because one will naturally overshadow the other and that's a negative for jay white so this booking only hurts jay white boom roasted uh boom that is just more me just coming at kate for no reason Family uh, but you crush i still your wife
1: during sex boom roasted
3: yeah i i do actually agree with that Think though that's the truth you can't have punk part of uh bull club goal because jay white then becomes a secondary character. So if you're looking to Bill J. White, that doesn't work unless you do like a very, very, very short run of it where they turn on each other within like three, three weeks. Uh, But the match was, was, was fine. I mean, the gun club is clearly an elite team, you know, the best brother tag team in AEW. It's true. So I'm very excited for them. And I'm very excited for a collision. I think this four-way is going to be weird in a good way because we're kind of throwing Ricky Starks on the end of it. But I like how Ricky Starks isn't getting forgotten in this feud. Like, I think that's important.
2: Do you think Joseph of the Samoas costs the punk side of things? And that's how we get to the one-on-one?
3: Oh, that could be a lot of fun. Because he was that pissed
2: I, after that match. Like him coming back and ripping some promo on Punk after costing him could be a, <laughs> also a very, very fun way to go.
3: I need to address something. One LT photo saying, would I say Mox is secondary, secondary character over Danielson? Normally, no, except there's a big difference. Mox has been established in AEW. He's already been a champion. He's heard, And Danielson was established in AEW. They just brought over Jay White. Yeah, he, but he's, he, he we've been over this with jay
2: everything
3: white. it doesn't do he
2: switchblade jay white i mean and if
3: you put punk in there the group he becomes switchcomb jay white so no you know see he's i he's actually gonna, feel
2: the opposite i feel yeah, like them as like we'll a two-headed overshadow monster. that man be, no i i don't i don't think so i actually think it i think they're they're so well seasoned at what they do that you could make that a nasty two-headed monster
3: but usually two headed monsters work when both guys have already been established at that level. And Jay white has it in AEW.
2: I mean, I don't know.
3: In AEW, what has he done?
2: I don't think that matters. He, he was has the biggest free agent. bullet club gold. He established bullet club gold. He was the biggest free agent signing it. Like that to me feels to a lesser extent, by like saying like, "Oh, what, if, what has Mercedes done? Like, if she doesn't,
3: you know what I mean." He's not anywhere close to her level.
2: He is in in Smart Worlds,
3: but there's more than Smart World out there.
2: I don't know. Like, I I don't feel like um, like everybody knew in WWE, like everybody was excited about him going there. Like, I think everybody,
3: all deal. the swarks were excited about him going there. We didn't get a clue on how the actual like mainstream, aud- the main audience would feel.
2: This almost that feels like Okada argument to me, though, like that. I don't know. Like, I, I feel like if people are like, he hasn't done anything here. It's like, well, fucking Google it like he's um.
3: But you got to live in the universe that you're creating. They've done nothing to establish him at that level in AEW yet.
2: I don't think I don't think that's true, and I don't think that's how they've operated. Like I I don't feel like like Cole was a big deal when he came in just because he was Adam Cole. Like, and I I feel like Lethal's that way too Lethal. Jesus Christ, white.
1: Can I say? Well, no, Jay Lethal too. But can I um can I point out something Asian Joe said um jay white has done so much in new japan and with new Japan's size aew i think it transfers yeah. over i'd have to agree they they put new japan on a very high pedestal in um in aew i i do think it sort of transfers over also i want to say this jesse ozog hey friend how you doing um <laughs> says can you have a gang of only two people i can say this jesse ozog i know you can have a one-man gang I've seen it.
2: <laughs> I know you could have a one-man wolf pack.
1: That's true. I've seen that.
2: Well, it's not only mm-hmm. it. I mean, you mm-hmm. would too. still have... You'd still have the guns yeah, I don't and know. the Right?
1: It's true. Yeah. I don't know. I... I wouldn't necessarily see... Punk overshadowing Jay White. That's not the reason I don't want to see it. I just don't want to see it because I don't want to see it. I don't think CM Punk needs a a stable to be part of. I truly don't. There are some guys I just don't think need to be part of stable. In all honesty, I didn't necessarily think I needed a stable of like Moxley and Danielson and Claudio and, and Yuta, but... It worked. I just don't. To me, it would just be, well, okay. But now I'm starting to think. does this, Is this then, would that be a way to get to Kenta CM Punk? Because CM Punk would now be part of Bullet Club Gold. Kenta is part of Bullet Club. Bullet Club probably doesn't think Bullet Club Gold is a real fucking thing.
2: Um There's
1: more issues now even though somebody's feeling I mean, somebody's finisher.
2: Kent is the one that rejected it for forbidden door so I don't yep. I don't know what that looks like. Like I don't know if it was money, I don't know if he didn't want to eat the L cuz obviously he would eat the L here. Yep. Uh but also it's wrestling.
1: Who knows? <laughs> Maybe it's still going to happen. Well, either way We'll see what happens on Collision. But we're going to move forward, uh, and we get our video package leading into the next match, which is Kate's match of the night. MOTN, baby. Jeff Jarrett versus Mark Briscoe in the concession stand brawl. And, of course, they're being held at bay, and Jeff Jarrett is throwing various foods at Mark Briscoe. So they start up at concessions and eventually work their way down to the ring, and of course there are plenty of shenanigans. Karen Jarrett is there to help out. Uh Sanjay Dutt is there to help out. Jay uh Jay Lethal. See? I'm doing it now. Jay Lethal comes down to make uh to give How some. How over help.
3: can a guy be when you keep confusing his name with someone else? Just they saying. have the
2: same first name.
3: Yeah.
2: <laughs> I'm sorry, you I know don't what? confuse
3: CM Punk with any other CMs. Well, what Moving other CMs Coward. do you know?
2: moving forward we'll just refer to him by his proper name which is yeah switchblade jay white
1: thank you um sanjay dot uh j lethal as well as um uh satnam singh but then things get evened up uh we get the best friends come down to help out We get Papa Briscoe ringside to help out. Uh, We also get the Lucha Brothers to help out. And eventually, Mark Briscoe wins by pinfall with the schoolboy pin to hopefully be the end of whatever this is. Now, you guys obviously know that I am not a fan of these types of matches because it's very carny WWE to me. I think they're better than this. A lot of people will say it's just fun. Enjoy it. But I'll say this. If you're telling me it's just fun, enjoy it. Why do you wind up in the fucking ring? Stay up at the goddamn concessions. Make a fucking hey, show.
3: Aunt, it. It's just fun. Enjoy it. But just stay at the concessions it,
1: then. Because they now- wanted
3: to show people the pin in, per- in front of them. They paid money, so they brought them out there. Not that big of a deal. Stupid. Jeff Jarrett got covered in mustard. It was a good time had by all. Stupid.
2: It was not fun.
3: Kate, can I get like a correct people... opinion from somebody here?
2: I got you on this. Thank hey,
3: you. You're settling with Nickelback over here.
2: Well, hold on. Good takes and bad takes are not mutually exclusive when it comes to you fellers. All right.
1: And I will remind you. Hold it's on. Terrible I, take will... With Nickelback. I will remind you.
2: Terrible Nickelback,
1: Nickelback was used for God. I can't even tell you how long as one of the better wrestling intros to a Monday Night Wrestling
3: show. For, Thank from, you from a company that you don't like, and you call Carney. So it's really odd that you would then choose. Well, that every wrestling company, Carney. I, I don't like it now,
1: Ryan. But I watched the WWE for a long time.
3: And are you telling me that your allegiance hinged on? Nickelback and when they stopped using Nickelback you left? No I'm just saying it was a great fucking choice it sounds of song. like when they stopped using Nickelback you left
1: Ryan they moved on to uh, some other bullshit and I continued to watch it even though it was fucking terrible and then one day I said I can't do this anymore I'm wasting my goddamn life it had nothing to do with the music my point is the music was a good choice for Monday night saying.
2: you're both wrong about everything it was not that good of a theme. Jeff Jarrett in this match. It was a tribute to a match that they kept making sound like it was a hometown angle, which is nine hours the fuck away. This was so stupid. I hated it. I fully acknowledge that some people had fun with it. I'm just better than those people. And I
3: see that that sounds like something MJF would say when everyone knows it's not true.
2: Uh, it is true though, he's the world champion, ergo, he's better than us, and we know that. We do know that. Um, don't
1: know that. Oh my god, Ryan's being a it. contrarian tonight.
2: He's the world champion. There's not really disputable evidence to the contrary. Mm-hmm. Um, I oh, just wait. this was just not for me. This is so stupid and dumb and boring, and I can't stand it. Like, I just we have one women's match and a death slot every week and they're putting this shit on up front. Get the fuck out of here. Like, I'm sorry. This is not for me at all. I can't believe Jeff Jarrett was on Rampage last week and Dynamite this week. I'm exhausted by how stupid this shit is. Like, it's so boring and dumb. The entire first stretch of the show was not for me. It got real good real fast, but the first 40 minutes of the show, I was like, this is not for me. <laughs> Look, the guns and the Hardys and this i was like i could have done a nice little meditation replayed the little cm punk part and been fine i'm good man i did not need to see this um it was a tribute to something that was nine hours away it was a tribute to something that was so stupid i did not like it uh it was like everything everything that was fun about stadium stampede this mist. <laughs> like it was just not Oh, my God. Mustard. Oh, condiments everywhere. It makes it so slippery. You wouldn't like
3: mustard in your hair.
2: No, I wouldn't. I don't even like it on my hot dogs. It's been established.
3: That's true. Yeah, we know you. You eat hot dogs weird. But real quick, by Kate's logic, since MJF is champ, he's the best. That means that the guns are one of the best teams AEW has ever had because they've been champs.
2: That's what they told us.
3: That's your logic.
2: That's their logic.
1: But they're not better than us now because they're not champions. But
3: they're still they're still one of the best ever.
1: But I don't know that because they don't hold belts.
3: They hold them. So that puts them in the ever category.
1: They were better. The
3: best. One of the best ever. I don't know. You're stretching Listen, it now. Just have some fun. Jesus Christ, guys. It's got hot sauce. It's got mustard. It's got hot dogs. It's got some girl who had no reason to want to squirt watermark brisco's eye squirting water and mark Briscoe's eye to clean it out it had everything
1: i wondered can i just say that spot you just mentioned the girl squirting the water in his eyes i was wondering in that moment if she thought that that wasn't supposed to happen because she looked very
3: confused by well they were running over I recognized a couple of them well she from like...
2: AEW Dark, the active program that's still on every week. Or,
1: oh, fuck. Oh, well, God, that's the end Kate.
3: Oh, so, no. She took a shot. She knew better.
2: <laughs> At least it was you and not my Internet this time.
1: <laughs> Fair enough. I do have to. um I mean, Jesse Ozog's asking. He's like my best friend, so I gotta just put it here.
3: <laughs> yeah, my best
1: friend. Uh,
2: like best friend.
1: Fuck, Mary, kill, mustard, ketchup, relish. Oh. We're talking
3: just on hot dogs or in general?
1: In general. Let's keep it in general.
3: I mean, if we're doing in general. We're doing in general. Not just hot dogs. You killing relish.
2: Ketchup.
3: Yes, you're killing relish.
2: Killing relish, marrying fucking mustard, okay. marrying ketchup. Yeah, no, you got you- it.
3: 100% it.
1: I might kill the ketchup.
2: Woo! You're,
0: you're killing what?
1: something with that versatility? Yeah, I don't like ketchup.
3: Dang Opinions? It. I don't like ketchup. I use other condiments. Well, we know what Kate doesn't use his condoms, but anyway. That's different than a condiment, but that's I right. know, but it made me think of it and I went with it.
1: All right. Uh, backstage with the Blackpool Combat Club, Don Callis and Kaneshke <laughs>
2: Kanosuke Takeshita.
1: That's all my brain went and just
3: totally derailed.
1: Everything. Uh, Mox says that uh, for Forbidden Door, they've got a truly elite team and challenge the elite to a five on five with Shota Umino joining them.
3: And I don't I know, I know who that see. is. What? It's his. It's his young boy, or was
2: Shota Umino? Uh,
3: that- Watch, like, I kind of watch New Japan, but not often. Didn't we, doesn't know who Jay
2: White is.
1: didn't we see him in Philly, or maybe we saw him? D.C. We saw
2: him in DC. Okay, he so he's Mox's young lion in New Japan.
1: Yeah,
2: uh, he was one of the first victims of Zack Saber Jr.'s title reign. He's really good, he's really good. He no, uses Zack
3: Saber Jr. has to be referenced. That
2: was like the last notable thing Shota did
3: exactly last notable thing he's done
2: I don't know I didn't watch best of super juniors close enough um but he's really good and he uses mox's finisher and stuff like they have a they, they've they done a good job in new japan building out the story of of him being his his youngin um but he's he's really good he's the one if you've heard matt rant about it he has a jacket and he wears a jacket to the ring and it drives matt nuts and it also kind of drives me nuts so I think the Blackpool Combat Club should give him a third jacket that he doesn't know what to do with.
3: Okay. I mean, like I said, third I'm jacket assuming he's someone to watch. I, I...
2: I'll send you good matches. Well,
1: this. I won't watch. Umido's going to be joining the BCC. Danielson says that uh, he's challenged Okada to face-to-face, but he's not even there. He knows why. Because many call Okada the best of his generation, but against Danielson, it'll be clear he's nothing but an amateur. So tonight, he's going to go to the ring, call out Okada, and if he doesn't show up, he'll prove to everyone that he's an amateur and a coward. We're going to talk about this later, so I don't know if anybody wants to comment, but you know. Well,
2: Ryan left, so it's fine.
1: No, you didn't went, stop yeah. lying.
2: You faded into your background pretty good then.
1: You did. like That's what I
3: do when I want to stand up, and I don't want you seeing me in my boxers.
1: Oh. <laughs> Ryan, one week. Seriously, can you just get the picture of the bushes that Homer Simpson disappears into and fade (laughs) yourself into them?
3: Yes, but I'm gonna have to practice a bit so I can do it. That's fine.
1: I'm just putting it out there
3: that that should happen one week. That'll be great.
1: Um, Okay, so we move on to uh, our trios match action. Andretti AR Fox and Darius Martin versus lay sex gods, Chris Jericho and Sammy Guevara and Murder grandpa Minoru Suzuki. Um, the sex gods wind up winning, uh, with Minoru Suzuki by submission with the lion tamer from Jericho on Darius. Poor Darius, just eating the lion tamer. And post match, Rikkei, uh, Rikkei, Renee, sorry, nah. she's just got me flustered because she's gorgeous. Um, she's a,
2: she's a goddess among women. Mm -hmm. A goddess among mortals. Mm
3: -hmm.
2: An angel. Mm
3: -hmm. And an ant. Her thing with RJ City.
2: She is above us.
1: Well above us. But she is in the ring interviewing Jericho about sharing his time in the ring last week with Sting. And he says that everyone was so excited except for him because he's known Sting for a long time. And how selfish and egotistical he really is. And how he only shows up for the highest bidder. Not a Harlequin, but a whore. And he challenges Sting and Darby to a trios match against him, Sammy, and Minoru at Forbidden Door. Enter the Stinger. So, of course, he makes his way to the ring. Uh, Wait,
3: who's making his way to the ring?
1: Okay. It's Sting!
3: It's like any time the Stinger makes his way to the ring, it's like a splash.
1: Making his
3: way downtown. With a splash. With a splash. Um, so Sting
1: gets in the ring to ask Jericho why he's so uptight and cussing under his breath. Because they had a great moment, but a moment isn't long enough, and he needs some time with them. He regrets not having his time last week, but Sunday he'll have some time for him, and he accepts Jericho's lame challenge. That's when Darby says that Chris made lots of enemies in lots of places, and they have just the guy for him. We're going to find out who that is at Collision on Saturday. Who do we think it is? You guys tell me. I don't know New Japan. I was trying to think of that, Ryan. Uh,
2: Jericho and Naito have history. I
1: I was going to say, Kate, the only person that I've sort of not heard anywhere involved in this card would be Naito. And I know that they have had issues in the past. So that was my first thought. Naito. Naito. Uh,
2: I, we haven't heard about Despie being anywhere either. It's true. There's a rumor that, like, I think cause CMLL and New Japan are on the outs. Like, I, th- I think Naito was supposed to work a CMLL show, but Roosh also said, fuck that noise and stuff. Uh, but... <laughs> <laughs> so maybe he would just bounce, but Naito Naito would be probably the best call from a people who have history with each other standpoint. Um, but they got to get despie on this card for purely selfish reasons. He's having yeah. a, a breakout a breakout moment.
1: Yeah, I mean, I do want to see Naito. I really think it's got to be Naito. It's got Naito yeah, working? with the
2: history, it has to be.
1: He wasn't there last year too, right? Wasn't he hurt last year?
2: I think he was hurt and. Also, the line that I think it was Darby said about, like, you have enemies in a lot of places or whatever like that. That feels very, very nice to me.
1: Yeah, for sure. But anyway, what did we think about this? Uh, I'm going to go to Ryan first because he's been contrarian to what you and I have said, Kate. So I wanted him to give an original take first. I know.
3: How dare you say my thoughts aren't original? I'm an original gangster. Um <laughs>
0: give it to me, baby. Sorry.
3: Um
0: <sighs>
3: the match was what it was. I mean, it was a weird six man in a lot of ways because those three are thank you, Aunt, for actually focusing on me. Kate, do you wanna get in and focus too, or are you just too cool for it? No, I'm sorry. I'm just reading something.
1: Into
2: focus.
3: Okay. So this is what I need. I need people paying attention. So, ladies and gentlemen, what I was going to say is this this these three these three people feel like an ROH trio, not an AEW trio. So it was kind of weird. We knew who would win, but it was an okay match. That being said, I like the the idea of what we're getting at forbidden door. So Kate has a camera that moves. I do, too. Won't get herself in a microphone stand.
2: Brian, please continue with your thoughts.
3: I'm giving I like the, the trios match for getting at Forbidden Door. I think Sting Jericho is a lot of fun. I think <laughs> I liked that he whispered it in Jericho's ear and Jericho said something like, are you fucking with me or shitting me or something like that? So Jericho knows who it is.
2: A good shout in the chat, too, if it's not Naito. Jeff Cobb, a former Inner Circle mercenary, would be a good call because he's not on this card yet.
1: That was uh, Bonkers LFC.
2: Well played Bonkers LFC. That's not a Bonkers idea. I mean, it's a Bonkers cool idea, but it's not like... It's not uh,
1: Scott George also says that uh, Shingo's been teaming with Darby and Sting in the past. Could be his. That's his guess.
2: Okay. Don't hate it. Don't hate
1: it. Don't hate that at all. So, Kate, what do you think of Ryan's terrible take?
2: I agree with him that AR Fox needs to stop being like the renta trio guy. Like he's just Kate, <laughs> in our way, she keeps get, getting Kate, added.
1: Just, Kate, just go with the terrible take.
2: Yeah, no, it I agree with everything Ryan said. No. I disagree with everything there you go. Ryan said. This is this is so bad. That is
3: such a wrong take.
2: Everything is dumb and terrible. I feel like Jericho legit has not looked good in his past few matches, man. He is slowed down quite a bit. Um which happens when you're fifty-two, you know. Uh but I'm intrigued. There's a, a couple possibilities. I would say Naito's probably like your, your lead leader in this, but this was fine. This is an ROH stable. Like, come on, man. Clarify your rosters. It's getting old. Uh, but always good to see AR Fox doing cool AR Fox shit. So I'll take it. Mm-hmm.
1: Welp. After this, we move on to Shivani and Ryan's guy, RJ City pulling names for the blind eliminator tag team tournament as we go to break. So they pull the first two names and basically what they're going to do is next week, we're going to have the bracket set up. They're doing a blind tag tournament. For those who don't know, they're putting people together randomly in tag teams and those teams will fight
3: for a spot, a shot at the AEW tag team titles. I'd like to point out RJ city is not my guy. That's Kate's guy. Kate tried to sell me on RJ city for years
1: but yeah, now he's he your
3: guy now he's my guy but still he your he's more kids guy.
2: Guy. guy i've been right about the people i tried to sell right on because i, I went with
3: anyone you've been wrong on
2: sports-based dan hausen took a little bit true but reality-based yeah just like 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 real feels like a sports-based presentation reality-based
3: dickie dice too was in that crew right
2: yes of course okay so
3: Never had to push me on Zicky Dice. I got on that one pretty quick.
2: You got on Zicky Dice pretty quick. You know what I mean?
3: I wish. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He got um, on that Zicky. But Dan Housen and RJ took a little bit because I had to get past what their initial.
2: Because you hate fun. Or...
3: It's true. How fucking
2: dare you? Ryan's a fun hater.
1: So we go to break and come back. And the Elite answer the Combat Club's challenge. Hangman Page says with uh, Kenny Omega out for his singles match against Will Ospreay, that leaves them three against five. But they do have friends all over. And Kenny says when the uh, chips are down and they needed a friend, they found one in an unexpected place. Enters their partner, Eddie Kingston. But he says he doesn't like them or respect them, but he hates Claudio more. Hey, partner. Oh, I'm trying
2: to read my promo. Try to read read it. can't see it. There
1: he is. Claudio. trying to
2: read. I hate Claudio, partner.
1: Hates him
3: so much.
2: I hate him. I hate him more than I love Max. I hate him Uh, more.
3: I'm I'm a little concerned that you have a head of yourself next to yourself.
2: You got to have a backup face in case you burn one off with gasoline. It's true. Be prepared. You learn these things when you live in Yonkers.
1: That is true. Yonkers. Um, So he says that he hates Claudio Casagnoli more, and he wants to be he wants the fifth guy to be a guy who he picks, and he's going to make that announcement later in the evening. So...
3: hold on. Oh, I thought you were done. Sorry. Go ahead. No, no. You had a delay on my end. I literally heard silence go so ahead. No, I was going like, go. to go move on yeah. to the next thing. Um, I just want to pull up Scott George's comment. You know, there's no way MJF and Cole's names were pulled there. I do sometimes wonder what they put on those. Like, do they just leave them blank to be safe? Or do they put like ridiculous things on there?
1: Spoiler alert. We didn't know who it was yet. We're just getting to that.
3: Well, God, we don't God. know. There was no way it was pulled
1: there. Oh, they pulled it. They pulled it. You mean me? Ryan, you mean to tell me that you think they fixed the name pulling
0: I next thing you're, you're sh- going to tell I me
3: think in wrestling that they would fix something
1: next thing you're going to do is tell me that this whole tournament bracket and winners are already predetermined and i can't deal with that this is a tournament I blind mean, net- that's
2: some conspiracy theory bullshit
1: Next thing Don't you know, listen. Ryan's going to be telling us he saw 10 foot aliens in his backyard.
3: Listen, He's going to be talking to a very citizen is concerned locked citizen. Away. <laughs>
1: sure.
3: Concerned citizen's locked away in an inconvenient place at the moment. So he will not be showing up tonight. But if you keep pushing this agenda, maybe next week. Oh, God. Coward. So
1: we're going to talk about this later, so I don't think we need to necessarily touch anything here except I figured Claudio or not Claudio, excuse me, Eddie was going to be the one, right, since he helped make the save last week. So we're going to talk on this later, so let's move on. Adam Cole comes down to the ring. I'm sorry, Adam Cole.
2: Baby!
1: Thank you. Baby! And he asks who's ready for story time. He hates to admit it, but he has to give the devil his due because MJF gave him one of the toughest matches of his entire career last week. He was put through a table and did everything in his power to win the match, but he didn't. But Max didn't win that match either. And he understands it's the smartest thing to do to refuse five more minutes, but it's also the cowardly thing to do. A lot of
2: cowards being tossed around today, and I like it.
1: Cowards. Uh, Cowards. And if Max wants to be the best champion of all time, he has to fight everyone who gets in his way. And he's never beaten Adam Cole. Maybe. Thank you, Ryan. Thank you. So he calls MJF down to the ring to talk about his rematch. And that's what brings Max out. Max says, when the world champion has a microphone, you keep your poor mouth shut. And he congratulates Cole for coming out to play and giving him the Panama, uh, giving him the Panama playboy back and better than ever. Uh, You know, he's back and better than ever. And he's welcome for the trouble of dragging him, uh, dragging it out of him. And we know that uh, that, um, you know, the time hadn't run out. He had Adam or had the time not run out. Excuse me, that he had Adam beat. So as far as the rematch goes, nope. Uh, Cole says that uh, he figured that was going to happen. So he had an idea to change his mind. How about they fight right now? And he whoops his ass right there in Chicago. But then we get an announcement from the announcers, who you could barely hear at certain points of the night. We could talk about that production later. But Tony Schiavone. Stands up with his mic and says that he's got an announcement for Colin MJF. They both tell him to shut up in stereo. But Shivani said that they had the draw for the blind tag team tournament and Adam and Max were paired together and neither one of them are happy. And that's what makes Hiroshi Tanahashi appear on the screen. To call Max a coward and tell him to show up at Forbidden Door so he can show him the strength of New Japan and the power of the ace. That's
3: the power of
1: love. So MJF tells him off and Cole interrupts him and says that he knows he's trying to prove he's not a coward. And, oh, he doesn't think Tanahashi's better than him, does he? Well, MJF is apoplectic.
2: I've played eight.
1: Thank you. Uh, and he says no one on the planet is the le- is at the level of the devil. And Adam calls him a coward again. So Max accepts Tanahashi's challenge. Cole wishes him the best of luck and takes his leave while it then slowly dawns on MJF exactly what he's just accepted to or accepted. Excuse me. So um mjf gets swerved here a little bit he's uh not as smart as he thinks he is but um a lot going on here so we've got a blind tag team that's obviously paired together ryan would like you to believe that it's been faked or uh you know predetermined that somehow they'll be together i don't buy it Uh, Um it is um And I didn't have a problem with this, but here's what I'm wondering. How is this going to play out, right? There's like a lot going on. We got to get MJF to Tanahashi, right? But we've got this whole Adam Cole thing working on. Now we've got this whole blind tag team. Enemies have to make friends, blah, blah, blah. It just seems like there's a lot going on to get to a rematch. And I know they don't have their own pay-per-view scheduled for some time, but... um, I kind of like this Adam Cole getting underneath MJF's skin so much that he tricks him. But at the same time, I almost feel like I would almost sort of also love if MJF and Adam Cole realized that they're really great together and Adam Cole sort of like turned shit heel like MJF. Like I would sort of love that. There's a lot going on. Kate, what did you think about this whole thing?
2: I really liked it. I really liked it, man. When MJF gets a hot crowd, he's so good at leaning in. Like he just lets the, and they're in Chicago, right? Like as over as he is in long Island, he's going to be that booed in, in Chicago. Probably. Um, I, he, he's so good at just taking those moments to let stuff breathe and let the, the audience rain down on him. And this, this baby face run from Adam Cole, I don't want to say it's like unexpected how good it is, but he's just done a really good job of being a face that still sounds like a human being and is smart. Like there's so many times baby faces come out looking like idiots because of the fact that they're supposed to elicit empathy. And I feel like that is rampant in WWE, but happens a lot in AEW too. Um, or, or it's a ref looking dumb. Somebody's looking dumb all the time. Um, but, but Adam Cole still feels like Adam Cole. He's just being booked as a face, which is the ideal situation. Right. Um, I, I kind of want to extend this run. I think the, the tag program idea is good because I think you, you're trying to extend it probably to Wembley or through Wembley. Um, you've got, you got some, some weeks to eat away to, to make this something you're going to run back. So I, I I think it's a good call. I I don't know if this blind lottery thing is for me. We'll see. Um, but it's a, that's a that's a pretty good start. That's a clever use, and it also it doesn't MJF would look like an idiot if he granted Adam Cole the rematch after not giving him an extra five minutes, right? Like it has to be adam cole outsmarting him and like this tanahashi match is a good start i'm very intrigued to see what the dynamic is in the tag match because like maybe they're gonna sincerely try and win maybe mjf's gonna just try and beat the fuck out of him like there's a lot of ways you can go so um he could very well be like i don't give a shit about tag team wrestling also loved that max was like what do you want me to wrestle every week (laughs) you heathens (laughs) Like he was more mad about that than he was tagging with Adam Cole. He was like, I have to wrestle again. Um, that was really, really cute. I liked it. Uh, but I, I, I've I, been loving this story. It's my favorite, I think, story of um, the MJF reign so far. I think that Danielson match is one of the best matches I've ever seen in my life. But I, I feel like from a program build perspective, this has been really, really good and clean. And both of them have looked really strong in the process.
1: Shlong, what do you think about this whole promo series and what they're setting up?
3: So I agree with Kate that MJF is a master when he has a crowd like this. Like they were chanting, shut the fuck up. And it's just like, I won't. Just because it shuts it down really quickly in such a great way to be like, no, I'm going to keep talking. Uh, I think Adam Cole looks really good in this. He knows how to play the crowd well, too. I loved that they didn't forget that Adam Cole still hates Shivani, So that was a nice little callback there that he also hates Schiavone. Uh, I'm not a huge fan of the coexisting tag teams. That's a that's a trope that I've never loved. But it was bound to happen at some time. So if you're just going to do it as part of a tournament and then move on from it, at least we can live with that. Uh, so, yeah, I think the segment was great all around. Adam Cole's. Being made by this feud because they're letting him look cool, look smart, and then he had an awesome match like everything you want for him is happening in this feud.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's going to be interesting to see how this tag team plays out because I could see them getting along for a while together. You know what I mean? Like I could see them realizing like the shut up Shivani, the fact that they both hate Shivani. (laughs) That
2: was so good.
1: (laughs) Like, and, and they have something in common, right? Like enemies who have a common thought and maybe they're going to find out they have more in common and then eventually things break down. You know, I mean, they do have a long way to go. It's going to be interesting to see how they play it out, but it, it, it can be a lot of fun. They're both really good on the mic and, really good playing to the crowd. So I think it'll be good. It's just going to be interesting to see the roadmap that they take. So first up forbidden door and MJF is also going to appear on rampage Friday night for the first time ever. So I'm sure that he will cut some sort of fun promo on rampage about how he shouldn't be there because he's a champ and blah, 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 blah. But we'll see. They move on from this and they do. Um, They do uh, show us the brackets for this year's Owen Hart Foundation tournament. So we know that the tournament is kicking off uh, around Forbidden Door. We know that on the men's side in the brackets, we are going to get uh, CM Punk versus Satoshi Kojima this Sunday in Toronto at Forbidden Door. We'll also get on the same side of the bracket. We're going to get Roddy Strong. And Samoa Joe, they're going to be fighting June 29th in Hamilton, Ontario on collision. And on the other side of the bracket, we have uh, Dustin Rhodes versus Powerhouse Hobbs, June 29th in Ontario as well. And Juice Robinson and Ricky Starks on June 29th in Ontario at collision. So three of the matches that are going to take place on that collision will be first round of the men's own heart tournament. I don't hate that those matches are taking place the same night. I actually like when they stuff like that happens. Like it feels like a super
2: episode or something,
1: right? Like I loved when they used to do King of the ring and everything happened in one night. Like you had to fight multiple times. Like obviously there's this tournament is going to stretch out uh, across all of Canada. But I, I love when you have multiple sort of qualifiers in one night. I just think it makes it seem special.
2: Is it a little weird that there's zero Canadians in it?
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm just trying okay. to think who, who you who would you put in
3: okay. Canada? Okay. Ethan Page,
2: Ethan Page, mm-hmm. for sure. Uh Maybe Christian. Definitely Taya. That felt like the biggest swing and a miss on, on the women's side. This is like. Even if she goes out in the first round, give me Ty versus Athena. Are you kidding me?
1: Well, I've got a take right on Ty I will get to. Yeah. That's um but women's side of the bracket. Uh, we're gonna get uh on one side Dr. Britt Baker D M D versus Ruby Soho <clears throat> next Wednesday at Dynamite in Hamilton, Ontario. Uh, And Anna J.A.S. versus Sky Blue this Friday uh, on Rampage in Chicago, Illinois. On the other side of the bracket, Ryan's uh, favorite lady, Nyla Rose versus Willow Nightingale this Saturday in Toronto, Ontario, Canada at Collision. And at Forbidden Door, we're going to get Athena versus Billy Starks.
2: Yep. on the zero hour
1: right that's right it will be taking place during uh zero hour um now i as i said before sky blue got the win in, in chicago um you know saturday night i don't know part of me feels like they would almost push sky blue to the finals maybe not win the whole thing but I just feel like they're riding really high on sky blue and maybe they're going to try to push her sort of towards the end. I don't know.
2: Maybe I think there'll be some outcast bullshit that happens. I don't know when it happens, but I think some outcast bullshit will happen.
1: Well, Ruby would have to get past Britt Baker in the first round and then you'd have sky blue versus Ruby. That's right. So that's where it could happen. You know, We'll see what happens, but I, I don't necessarily hate it, but you're right. Taya seems like she'd be a fit for the bracket.
3: Not in there.
2: Even like a first round loss. It just right. feels weird that there's zero Canadians.
3: Right. The only issue with the Canadian thing, and I actually did besides about Canada. um, If you put in a Canadian and you don't have them winning... You just risk on turning the crowd on the whole tournament. So it's a weird balance. I, I still think it's probably you're right that they should have put one in, at least one in. But I can I can see the logic of saying, like, if we put in an Ethan Page or someone, that's, ever, that's who the crowd's all going to want.
2: Do you think we, we end, end up with done? Ricky Starks versus CM Punk? That would feed into my heel turn idea.
3: That could be when the heel turn happens.
1: Well, Ricky over Juice seems like... That's certain. Uh, and then you obviously set up powerhouse Hobbs and Ricky Starks, which is a good story to tell too. And Ricky can certainly figure out a way to overcome that. Um, you know, punk seems like he'll win then maybe Joe. Right. So you yeah, have punk that story Joe there. For sure. Yeah. Okay. And then I guess you could do Ricky CM punk. Um, but then is is punk going to take the L to Ricky? Like, I don't think punk needs to win this tournament the same I mean, way that
2: he seems like he's a fan of Bret Hart, but it does feel like, uh, I don't know. I, I think it would, it'd be more impactful for Ricky to win it. Like, I, I think that's the right move. I feel like that should mm-hmm. be more, more like that breakout star makery type thing than yeah. than the punk winning it. Um, but maybe Joe costs him there. Who knows?
1: Yeah, I mean it. It does seem like in this tournament you want to sort of make somebody right, Um, and I know last year people were like, "Well, Britt Baker and Adam Cole, like they didn't sort of need to to make it right." But I think you—it's year one tournament. That was just gonna say it's year one, so you sort of make the tournament that way. Now on the women's side too, uh, Britt—you know, if memory serves me correct, Britt Baker Ruby Soho was the final. Of the tournament Correct. last year, so it's yes, a rematch.
2: They, they had Rancid come out, and they had Ruby in a beautiful jacket, and she lost anyway because they're idiots.
1: <laughs> well, that's that's a fun way, I think, on the women's side to sort of start the tournament. You know what I mean? Like, I think that's that's fun. Uh, I feel well, like
2: it should be Athena's to win, but at the same time. She's such a vicious heel right now. I don't know if you want her like winning the Owen. (laughs) Right. Like like from a brand perspective, like she's destroying bitches.
1: (laughs) And it's, it's almost weird when you look at the women's side, if you're looking to make somebody like who, who would it be? It would have to be, if, if I'm looking at it, it would have to be somebody like an Anna JAS, a sky blue, or a Billy Starks like I these other women don't blue. what's that?
3: I think it's going to be sky blue.
1: I do too. I have that feeling. Um, I just um, like when you look at everybody else, Brit, she won it. She doesn't need to repeat. Ruby doesn't need it. Uh, Nyla. It's not happening. Willow will go over Nyla. Willow doesn't need to win the tournament. She's the strong champion. Um,
2: she could be a fun choice though.
1: I'm not saying it wouldn't be fun, but like when you again, when you think of we've gotta make somebody, like, yeah, I guess Willow's on the fringe of that, but Willow's super over. You know what I mean? Like she doesn't
2: Yeah, I really. I almost feel like it should be Ruby. Like, I feel like they owe it to her.
1: Yeah, it's uh it's gonna Probably be interesting is, to see. How just don't does know that. what her destination is. Well, it's unknown.
2: It's definitely unknown. I think um I think it's actually fun on the women's side because i don't know if there's like a wrong choice in the bunch like probably not like nyla but i feel like athena's a good choice probably not brit but i feel like ruby's a good choice sky blue's a good choice like there's some options there that are that are good um and and could surprise me and but also wouldn't be like crazy you know i feel like it's a more open field
1: right yeah we'll see how it works out either way it should be there are a lot of stories to tell on the men's side and there's a lot of there are a lot of stories on the women's side too so you know it could be uh it, it should be a lot of fun uh so we will see in the coming weeks moving on from that they do go into uh daniel garcia and zsj zach saber jr not to be confused with zach saber senior of course. This versus is, Zach Saber. Well, I don't. I wouldn't disagree with that. He's a senior.
2: Zach Saber the first, I believe.
1: <laughs> yeah, he first. could. Well, he could be. Some people go by senior. Some people go by first. So, uh, and they are going up against Shibata and Orange Cassidy. Um, and we'll cut to the to the end here. A lot going on in this match, but Daniel Garcia and Zach Saber Jr. win by pinfall. With a folding press from Garcia on Shibata um, and um, sort of, you know, sort of goes haywire as Orange Cassidy uh, Orange punches uh, Shibata by mistake. That's what leads Daniel Garcia to capitalize. And then afterwards, they're sort of all grabbing at the international title belt and commentary informs us that all four men will be in a four way for Orange Cassidy's International Championship on Sunday at Forbidden Door. So, um, you know, I don't always love when they do things like everybody in a match is going to be in a tag team match like the week before something happens. Um, but I think there's a lot of good stuff that can happen in that match on Sunday. Um, I thought the tag team match was good tonight. I mean, Kate, I don't know if you're a huge fan of Zack Saber Jr. I don't think you are. So like I know you might not be super hot on this, but what'd you think?
2: He's all right. Um cool theme. I got the vinyl in back of me. Uh but
1: vinyl
3: so, cool.
2: like, so cool. So cool. When
3: Kate it? goes mark, Kate goes full mark.
2: Look how good it is. Well, I'm a music gal too, and I like it when wrestlers. I die. know,
3: but I'm just saying, when you go, like, it's not even an insult; it's just the truth. When you, when you decide, like, you're going to mark out for someone, you but go. When all I'm the in way on the
2: someone, way. I'm in on someone. Even when they do insane shit, I'm in on them.
3: It's true.
2: Match um, uh, was really good. I, I had some production complaints, and this was one of them, man. This match should not have been in a double picture in picture slot. uh yeah. the camera cuts in this were bad. Like I feel like some of the some of the magic, honestly, that that happens with everybody in this got really lost, especially Zack Saber Jr. and especially Shibata. Like it it felt very much like um like to me. My favorite thing about Zack Sabre Jr. is the way that he locks in submissions looks so brutal. Because he does, like, all this illusionist-looking work where you're like, he's breaking that guy's ankle right off the bone. Uh, and the camera work was just terrible. Shibata had all these really cool holds where, um, like, the camera was just on the wrong fucking side. Like, it, it was not good. Uh, and it, it really distracted me from the match. But, like, this was... It was not going to be a bad match with these four wrestlers in it. Um, Danny Garcia looked great. The little dance that he does as a sports entertainer pops the ever living shit out of me. Um, I I feel like the four way is an interesting one. I feel like it could go a lot of ways. Like Orange Cassidy could retain. Uh, You could also have Daniel Garcia going over. I think this is a good way to have Zack Sabre Jr. not win and it not be a bad thing. Um, and Shabbat has got his ROH Pure title, so I, I think you're good there. Uh, but I, I, I was annoyed by the the camera work a lot in this, and I loved at the end the fire that Orange Cassidy like took his title back with. Like, I, I feel like this has been a really, really productive reign for him. I think he probably retains here, and I think it, this is something that moves to Collision for a feud where he loses. Um, so, so we'll see. We'll see what ends up happening, but it's kind of fun that the four pack is like the international title for bit and door thing. That, that's not a bad way to go. And I, my expectations are very high from an in-ring perspective. Um, but I, I was just kind of annoyed with the camera work and the two cutaways to picture in picture. I was like, man, killing, killing this match for me. Like it was the thing I was most excited about on the show. Uh, but all these guys can work Orange Cassidy working so differently than everybody else was a nice flavor in it. Cause it changed up the pace when it, it started to drag a little bit, but um, but good shit, man. I, I don't think there's a, a bad way to go. I think it's either Orange Cassidy's to retain or Garcia's to win. Uh, and Garcia winning and Jericho being pissed about it would be a fun way to to break break that up.
3: We will see. Schlong, what do you think of the match? Match was a lot of fun. I'm glad Orange Cassidy established himself as the better wrestler. A better dancer, I should say. True. Over Daniel Garcia. He really showed him who was boss. Split pants are always fun um so is the zip your fly chant <laughs> so i mean I, don't know what I i had the the match had some weird flow moments but i feel like that's because they were they were trying to tell a story that they didn't build up until the end which was that shibata was going to be going after the title like and i think they knew that during the match but Didn't want to let it out. It it was a weird thing. But other than that, it was good. Uh, I'll speak about my projection complaint at the main event. Um, Yes, this is good. I I think the four-way is going to be awesome. I had Orange losing when I thought it would be Zack Sabre Jr. solo. But now that it's a four-way, I have Orange retaining. So that's an interesting little twist. Zach Sabre Jr. is just going to have to stick to holding that really ugly belt.
2: It's hideous. That belt sucks. Not good. Production also missed Minoru Suzuki doing the sex gods pose earlier.
1: Yes, they did.
2: Which, that is a fireable offense, my friend. Minoru Suzuki getting in on the sex god pose and you miss it to cut away to Sammy Guevara reacting. Fired. Immediately fired.
1: Although, they did catch Minoru Suzuki doing the slow turn.
2: Yes, that was excellent. That was
1: great. My production... my production beef of the night, um, <clears throat> just cause we're talking about production and Ryan's going to talk about his later, but my biggest beef was, and I don't know what it is lately with the commentary volume, they need to crank that shit up. Like, I know you want to catch the crowd and have it appear so loud, like the crowd is going nuts. But dude, there were literally, so on collision, there were moments where I was like, I can't hear what they're saying. And I know that it was the first time they had them down at ringside. So like, maybe they have to figure that out. But dude, there were moments tonight. I think when Adam Cole was making his way to the ring, they were talking at the commentary desk. I couldn't hear a fucking word they were saying. Like I turned my TV up to like 30 just to hear what they were saying. It was. They have to straighten. And you that usually out. keep it at twenty nine, so that's a lot. It's not true. I keep it at ten or less. The sound bar
3: is loud. Fair enough. Um, but fine. I'm. I'm gonna say my production plate just so we get go the theme going. Good.
2: Yes.
3: Main event. Kata comes out it's, after everything happens. He is literally facing the hard cam and he is posing for yep. the hard cam. And they don't have him, they don't have the hard cam on.
2: I caught that too.
3: I'm like, he did the thing that Any happened. Rester's they got told so to do.
2: they got so drone happy in the tag match. That's what was so annoying to me. Was they had it's such a cool shot, but when you overdo it when people are in submission holds, it fucking sucks. Like they're in submission holds. I can't see when you're like it was it wasn't great. It wasn't great tonight. But that Okada moment pissed me off too, because I was like, it's the hard cam to your point. Like
3: it's like, the cat that's, what
1: that's set up for that thing. Do. And he did it. Yeah. Well, they got to get that shit figured out. But either way, Forbidden Door is pretty much set. So we'll just run that card real quick here because that was the last thing they had announced for it. Forbidden Door Sunday in Toronto, we're going to get the IWGP United States Championship. Kenny Omega. I'm sorry. Kenny. Oh by God. God. Omega versus Will Ospreay. Uh, Okada versus Brian Danielson, the AEW championship MJF versus Hiroshi Tanahashi, the ACE IWGP world heavyweight championship Sonata versus jungle boy, Jack Perry, AEW international championship, Orange Cassidy versus Shibata versus Zack Sabre jr. Not to be confused with senior versus Daniel Garcia. We'll have our own heart cup uh, starter for the men CM punk versus Satoshi Kojima, AEW Women's World Championship will be on the line. Tony Storm versus Willow Nightingale. Uh, the Blackpool Combat Club: John Moxley, Claudio Castagnoli, Wheeler Yuta, uh, Kanosuke uh, Takeshita, uh, and Shota Umino versus the Elite Hangman Adam Page, The Young Bucks, Eddie Kingston, and we'll talk about who that partner is coming up. I don't want to give it up just that yet. Partner. And uh, Sting, Darbion, and TBD, because that we'll find out on um, on Collision, versus Jericho, Sammy, and Minoru Suzuki. And then in the Zero Hour, we will have the Women's Owen Hart Cup match, Athena versus Billy Starks. Should be a pretty fantastic pay-per-view. I was in Chicago last year, and it was a really great event. This one should be even better because we're getting matches we never thought we'd get. So, um,
2: Ryan, eyes up here, please. Stop looking at me like that.
1: Ryan, Kate's eyes are up here, not down there. Creep. Weird. And he's fogging his glasses up. Creepy. <laughs> um, we get a Will Ospreay interview. And he's demanding that AEW get some security because people in Canada are giving him death threats after he shit talked them on social. Well, guess who rolls in? It's the invisible hand, Don Callis, and he says, uh, you know, he feels the same way. Even though he's Canadian, Canadians, Canada is terrible, and so are Canadians. So he says that he's going to need special security, especially in Toronto. Because AEW is not going to do anything about it. So Don said he'll make sure that his own personal military-grade security is available to him at Forbidden Door. It's his gift. And we'll ask what he wants for his trouble. And Don says that he just wants to see a fair fight and a one-two-three. And we go to break. Interesting moment. Remember, we've still got some things up in the air with the Don Callis family. I have a note on that coming up. Kate is throwing up her symbol here. Schlong, you oh, got it? There it okay. is. There it is, Schlong. Whoa. Nope. Nope. Easy, Schlong. Not, easy. Not, um, easy. Just
2: this. It's That's just it. a diamond with your pinky set. It's a very easy... It's a very.
1: Oh, you're closer than you've ever been before.
2: This is the closest you've ever been.
3: Oh, I'll fix it. I'll fix it.
2: I oh. loved this. So close. So close, AJ Styles. So close.
3: I whoa, 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 love whoa, whoa, whoa. this. Up, back process. up, back up, back up, back up, back up. AJ Styles. Yeah, Jay-Z. No. That's Diamond Dallas Page, baby. Eh,
2: yeah, but. Yeah. Jay-Z. AJ Styles is better than Diamond he, Dallas
1: Page. He did it first.
2: I know he did it first, but AJ Styles is better.
1: AJ Styles actually crosses over.
2: He does crossover, doesn't he?
1: Because his gloves. He
2: got the old gloves on. Yeah. I loved this from Will Osprey. I loved that he wants security in a parking lot because parking lots and wrestling are dangerous. Dangerous. To be. So dangerous. And i have I'm loving the shit with him hating our Canada. He tweeted earlier that um, he was like, I don't know why People say Canadians are so friendly. All Bret Hart does his piss and moan. <laughs> it was so funny and so good. Osprey looks great, man. I'm I'm so excited. I, I keep getting so fixated on Danielson and Okada. I'm like, I keep forgetting that. Like, we're also getting a rematch of what was arguably match of the year between Kenny Omega and Osprey. Like, that's gonna be just fantastic. Um this version of him has just been. Ever since he like started putting on a bunch more masks during the pandemic, it's like he's just one of the most lethal wrestlers in the world because his his foundation of what he can do as a wrestler is so well-rounded um and believable with, with this extra size on. I really, really liked this. Like him and Kenny had had a history before this even started. They're continuing to tell the story. I think this has just been as far as a story perspective, one of the better built ones, because it's been so organic. Uh, but the match is going to be great. The Don Callis wrinkle is very interesting, because if he's looking for a family, well, Osprey's got some friends. Um, and hopefully they'll be healthy in time. But we'll see, man. This is a, a really, really fun story, but Osprey's just come across so well, I feel like, in in these uh like the super kick last week and this, like these quick little hits have been really, really good with him. And I like it. It's been really good. Storytelling.
1: Shlong, are you looking forward to
3: the, okay, he just shook his head. No. So I'm not even going to finish. the question. These guys, Screw them. I don't want these goddamn Aussies coming in around here and bad mouth our country and our neighbors. Screw them. But wait, you hate Canada. Yeah, there are neighbors. I'm allowed to say it.
2: Okay. Oh, oh okay. Again,
3: I mean, this, this is awesome. This is all good stuff.
1: <clears throat> so we do um, we do get our vi- a video package after this sort of setting up uh, Tony Storm and Willow at Forbidden Door. My bad. I forgot about that. But we do lead into Chris Statlander versus Taya Valkyrie for the open challenge for the TBS championship. Quickly getting to the end of this. Chris Statlander wins by pinfall with Wednesday Night FIVA to retain the AEW TBS championship. I will say this. What the fuck are they doing with Taya Valkyrie? Like, first of all, you guys know I've said it here. I'm not a big fan of her in-ring work all the time. It's, it's just... She seems like a step slow sometimes to me, a little bit off. It's really choreographed a lot of the time, so I'm not a huge fan. But the biggest disservice, one of the biggest disservices they've done to somebody from bringing them in where they were so hot coming in and then loses everything to fucking Jade and then goes right back to an open challenge match and loses for this championship. I just don't know what they're doing with Taya Valkyrie. I'm going to ask Ryan first because Kate was in the bathroom for this match. So, Ryan, what did you think of the match? And what did the fuck is going on with Tave Valkyrie?
3: Well, first of all, I've been corrected. Osprey is British. I forgot. I don't care if you're not American or Canadian. Shut your mouth. Wow. Jeez. We're going (laughs) to get that. There's a lot
2: of a lot of like Aussie Brit crossover in New Japan, though. So he's in Aussie. Also, like, fair to (laughs)
3: United Empire is Aussie open. Like, that's where I got it all in my head.
2: I
0: get you. Um.
3: Anyway, this match was fine. That was the best I can say. It was fine. Statlander looks great. Still loves that. I I think Taya's big problem is that she's just lost a step. So she's a step slow now. And I think she needs to shift to just her matches look best when she's focusing more on like being a power hard hitting wrestler and doesn't try to do and slows the match down because it's not like slow match doesn't mean boring match. It's just a style. Like, some blonde-haired dickhead has very slow matches a lot of times. True, but it, it, it's all they're they're very good because it's just it's a how you deliver it. So I think Shinji's just slowed it. I mean, I'm not a pro wrestler, never wrestled. I'm from a viewing experience. I enjoy most when she's doing our stuff versus like when I see her running. was fine otherwise.
2: Yeah, I, don't, I was like looking really forward to this and um, it, it just never really clicked in. I feel like the chemistry was just a little off or something because um, she didn't look great against Jade, but Jade's strengths are not in ring. Um, so I I didn't think that was like probably a fair test. And then she looked a lot better, I felt like, in the second one. And then this she didn't look so great in. Um, so it, it's just a little inconsistent. Might be one of those things where it's like they're almost too similar. Uh, where they're, they're a little bit too much in their own worlds. But I love how often Chris is defending. It's so awesome. Like, it's so nice to have title defenses again. Because, obviously, um you know, Jamie was banged up. And Jade just didn't defend that often. And when she did, they were squashes. So, to have some, like, frequent matches that are um real matches is is really really nice and to have something going on outside of the the outcasts but yeah just never really clicked in there there wasn't anything i could point to that was like egregiously bad about it uh which usually i think is just like a a chemistry thing or somebody having it off night or whatever so um i don't really have anything like negative to say on it as far as like this spot was bad it just didn't it just didn't fully lock in at any point but but yeah
1: I agree with that. And uh, I am fine with the belt being defended, but I just don't understand why you bring in somebody like Taya have her lose twice in this quick story to Jade. And then she's right back again, fighting for this belt and loses again. Like, I know you're not going to take it off Chris stat, right? But like, I just don't understand why it's continually Taya.
2: Well, because I think this is her heel turn, right? Like the whole story with this has been that, you know, she softened Jade up for Chris. And so now she wants to come back and get her shot. So I like—I actually don't mind the story. I-, I think it's going somewhere logical. It just, the-, the match wasn't so great. And I don't think commentary brought the story to life as much as it's maybe like being built out or assumed in other places. Um, and it will maybe get it. Again, I don't know. Um, but I, I think that's what they were going for was like, there's no way you beat Jade if I didn't take her to the limit first, kind of thing. But this didn't feel like take a payoff. To limit. Limit. Just keep, just keep going.
1: Hey, Ryan, are you fidgeting with your comb?
3: Yes, why? It is
1: audible, my friend.
3: This is really audible,
1: dude. All I hear is this. <laughs> hear like things moving bumping. it sounds like
2: background noise but like
3: you can hear in. what i'm doing right now yes yeah that's great my mic won't pick up all this shit but it picks that up that's insane like if i'm just like this far in front of it, you don't hear me. i can but hear you pick that oh well kate can't
2: well you don't you don't sound like you're talking to the mic because you're not
3: that's right i sound like you yeah <clears throat> yeah so we just You know, you're
1: you're you sound like AEW production.
2: Yeah, we've got a great match coming up for you right
1: now. So that was our final match of the night, and the last ten minutes of this show is dedicated to sort of uh, go home promo. So Eddie Kingston is in the ring to Uh announce. That's right to announce his pick for the fifth member of his team with the Elite at Forbidden Door, and he thanks the crowd and says he's got to put a shirt on because he had surgery and ate a lot of ice cream. I think I called that out last week, just saying. Relax. And hey, we're we don't body shame here. He looks we great. Body love. I'm going I start body shaming now. Listen. Wow. I had seven eighths of my stomach taken out.
3: I'm going with I'm yes, on you're jealous that the rest of us kept seven eighths of our I'm stomach. I'm on I got it.
1: I'm on Tony Neese's team. Put the fucking deep dish down. Let's do some stretches. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Wait a
3: minute. Wait a minute. What? Bam. Guns. The man Um, who has icy frosting behind him.
1: Yeah. It's not open.
3: That one isn't. No. It's not open. I'm fine. I know you've eaten it, so. I have. Uh, By the way,
1: Ryan, I got an email that they uh, restocked a couple flavors. You might want to go check it out. I don't
3: think it's turtle pies, but and I think they just released. I still can't thing. believe that was on um, fucking. It's always sunny right now. <laughs> so uh, Eddie says he's
1: out there because the Bucks and Kenny left because he told him that he didn't respect them. They're cute. They're good guys. He guesses. But there's been lots of things he doesn't like and doesn't agree with, especially a certain someone who's supposed to be his homeboy. That's mad. He's teaming with the Bucks. But you got to understand he doesn't like Claudio at all. He doesn't care if uh, he and John have a problem. And that's when Mox starts to make his way through the crowd to confront Eddie in the ring. So Kingston hands him the mic to say his piece, and Moxley says, uh, if they stand behind you, protect them. If they stand beside you, stand with them. If they stand against you, destroy them. And Eddie says that Mox drew the line, not him, and he loved him like a brother. He demands that John say, what he started to say about every time and Moxley puts hands on him. But Eddie says he doesn't have time for this and announces the fifth member as big Tom. E, And that's when the stone pit bull comes out and the Blackpool combat club comes to attack Kingston. So big Tom slides in the ring, but the numbers game, the goddamn numbers game is just too much. And the dragon is part of the beatdown. And he grabs the mic and calls out Okada and says if he doesn't come down the ring, then he's just going to stomp Big Tom's face in. Well, Okada's there. Coins drop and the Rainmaker and the dragon square up in the ring. But Wheeler Yuta is able to attack Okada from behind. Wheeler holds him up, but Okada ducks uh, the knee that connects with uh, Wheeler Yuta. He goes for a rainmaker, but Brian slips out to the floor. They stare at each other from the ramp to the ring. Uh, He's also able to lay out Wheeler with the rainmaker. Danielson says that there isn't going to be any rain because he's going to kick his head in. And that's the end of the show. We're going home with this dream match. So a couple things here. I looked at the clock at 10 minutes and I was like, there is not enough time for all of this. (laughs) They're really fucking pushing it when you give Eddie a mic, because he doesn't always stick to time. But they got through it. They got everything out. I'll say this. I'm okay with Big Tom. It just doesn't feel like a big like deal that he's sort of in this match. You know what I mean? Um but well, I let's
3: be fair here. The 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 five and I'm not sorry to cut up but the five on five yeah. is a throwaway match. I hate to say it, but it is. It's the, a setup. Yeah, like the 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 BCC's got a uh, partner from New Japan is the guy I didn't know, so there's nothing there. And then you throw Big Tom. You're not going to throw like Ibushi in because Kenny's not involved. No, of course, and not. that's the tie in there. So like, but that's what's coming next. Yeah, that's the big one. Like that's where you're like, oh shit, because even I know who that is.
2: Wow. Well, well, well. <laughs> Ryan decided to care enough. To dip into New Japan worlds.
3: I'm sorry. Do we host a New Japan podcast? podcast.
2: No, but if you want a great one, Kieran on the Bread Club and this other person, mm-hmm. whoever that uh, is. Uh, yeah, I don't know. He doesn't always plug his shit, so I'm not gonna plug him. But um, uh, I I think Ishii's perfect though, because you you want him on the card. This is exactly where he should be. Uh, he's an opposing figure to have across the ring from you really, really liked it. Eddie calling the young bucks cute was like the most, the sweetest little insult that a guy like that can give you. He's like, no, they're good guys. I just don't like them or respect them is just a really funny fucking, uh, like friction to have called them cute was delightful. Um, but I, I thought this was good. And like there's the old school thing in me that's like okada and danielson shouldn't have touched but like i felt like this was awesome like i i felt like this got me more hyped instead of deflated anything because it's just like such an impressive thing and we saw the coin drop earlier in the episode right during the blackpool combat club promo i think we just saw like coin drop um so it was it was a nice little foreshadow that they they had there but I'm I'm so hyped for this. Okada is such a star. Like you can understand why they made him their John Cena. Like the second he walks through that curtain, he's just yeah. like the look and the presence. And um, I kind of like Wheeler getting involved here because in in New Japan World, there's kind of this like Okada is sick of these youngsters story going on. So like the idea that. Wheeler would be a punk ass is like a a nice, a light, a nice thread through my only complaint about it is the way Wheeler tried to beat him down. I was like, there's absolutely no way that that is convincing at all. Like with, I forget what Wheeler was, was doing, but when he held him back for the kick from Danielson, that's what really needed to get accomplished. But this was really, really fun to go home on Mox coming through the crowd to confront Eddie was a really fun moment too. like, those two did such great work in the pandemic against each other. And then uniting like them being on opposite sides of each other because of Claudio is great shit, man. Like, you know how I feel about Eddie? Um, I love, love, love how he hates Claudio more than he loves Mox. Like that's just, sometimes you're a bigger hater than a lover. That's just how life works. So I, I loved it. I thought it was a great way to go home.
1: Uh, As long, did you percent. mind? Oh, go ahead. I'm oh, sorry. You got a question
3: for me. No, what's your question? Maybe the will no, I was
1: going to say, did you mind them going home? You can answer this after you get to your things, but did you mind them going home on a spoke, you know, like a a segment and not on wrestling? They don't do it a lot.
3: And, and not for this, because this is you're talking the biggest thing they have going, which is Danielson versus Okada. Um, so I you have to, and you couldn't have them wrestle. So it was kind of I, I got it. A uh, couple things. Though. One, Asian Joe says to me to know my Asians, Joe, you're the only Asian I need to know.
0: Uh... Uh,
3: two, Okada's uh, move, the Rainmaker, mm-hmm. really awkward setup for that. Never realized how awkward it was until tonight for some reason. I've seen him deliver it a number of times. Just, I don't know. Something about the way they took it tonight just made it seem very slow. Uh, but that all being said, Eddie Kingston just being like, it's Ishi," And just like, the funniest thing I've ever, like, just killing. <laughs> no like the, sense. Yeah. <laughs> you, like, oh, Mark's also Asian. All right, Mark, you get, you get, um, Mark Quill's also Asian. There's two Asians I get to know that. Well, it's hard to tell little. when
2: you're Spider Man.
3: Yeah, like, seriously, Mark, you wear a mask.
1: Mark, you, you don't put it Mark, in your name. What Ryan for some is, people. I was just going to say, Mark, what Ryan is really trying to say is if you need to change your name to Asian Mark Quill, and then he'll get it.
3: But, yeah, I just loved Eddie being like, it's Ishii, throwing it down. Uh, I kind of liked the reason that the – I liked that they gave a reason the Bucks weren't there uh, to come out and fight, to be like, they got mad when I said I didn't like or respect them. (laughs) And him almost thinking that was weird, that they would get mad at that. So I'm I'm down for this whole thing. I, I really think this is this is a lot of. I mean, again, it's an, it's a throwaway match in terms of who's involved and in, uh, from the New Japan side, but it's a lot of fun. And Okada versus Danielson again. I don't watch a ton of New Japan, but the one thing that's been done well is that they at least established that Okada is viewed as the best in the world. So that's all you need to know to make to know that this match means something. You just have to give people a little bit. Like I will say on forbidden door card in general my my go-to match is going to be the one i'm looking forward to most is omega versus osprey because there's a bigger story there yep but at least they gave me something with it's just the two best in the world and we're proving who's best especially because danielson's whole character now is like i'm the best right so
2: and they're both right is the thing like that's what i keep going back to is like both of them think and say and have earned it and both of them are right like that's really fucking fun (laughs)
1: yeah i mean it is a dream match for the for the people who are way into wrestling you know that this is a dream match i think they've been building it that way right as well right they don't let you forget the fact that this is a match that we never thought was going to happen so i think they've been doing a good job with it they make it feel super important danielson and the video he did saying, you're going to be in the fucking desert, you know, is fantastic. Um, so I think they've done a good job building to this. And, you know, there's still essentially two shows before the pay-per-view to, to sell it. So uh, Rampage Friday, Saturday in Toronto, uh, Collision. And uh, then we're at the pay-per-view on Sunday. So still a lot of wrestling to go before the weekend is over. But Dynamite is over. So let's start to wrap things up with some notes from the past week in AEW. Um, Let's see. So Moxley uh, is going to be, uh, or he's already been booked for New Japan Strong's Independence Day. Um, It's a follow-up to a no disqualification war that he had with El Desperado last summer in Memphis. And the July Fourth uh, tag match will feature Homicide partnering with Mox and Japanese Deathmatch legend June Kasai teaming with Despy. Um, so, um, so uh, there was a there was a, a tweet from New Japan that went out, um, and he's Kasai said, um, but Despy, if I'm to step into a new Japan uh, ring. It has to be the the right rules. I'll be happy to be your partner, but I came here to make New Japan Pro Wrestling history. Despy said, "Death matches in New Japan. There might be a bit of resistance. <clears throat> Excuse me. There might be a bit of resistance, like there's been to me on Twitter. But I'll do what I can do right by you. Uh so um." uh moxley decided to and he's proposed uh uh the match is something called a final death match uh so des despy's assuming it's anything goes uh and um he accepts so he said it sounds good july 5th the second night for new japan strong in uh uh, Karakuen. Uh, I don't know if I'm saying that right. Uh, a singles match with Moxley when it's time for Orkin Hall. Sure, when it's time for <laughs> uh, him to show up, he Crack showed... all crackhead. Hall when it's time for him to speak, he speaks. That's why I love Mox. He said a final death match. <clears throat> that sounds like anything goes to me. I'll take it. So we've got that to look forward to, and again, July 4th. Moxley and Homicide versus El Desperado and June Kasai. Uh, We'll also have Clark Connors and Dan Maloney versus TJP and Francesco Akira uh, for the IWGP Junior Heavyweight Championship. Uh, And then on the fifth, John Moxley and El Desperado in a final death match and Kenta versus Eddie Kingston for the New Japan uh, Strong Openweight title. So we got those to look forward to coming up in July. We mentioned, too, that CM Punk may have ruffled some feathers in his return promo. Um, But again, you know, carnies are working. Uh, So it was noticed by some people after that promo that the Young Bucks on Twitter did change their bio. Uh, And it was changed to say, if it were to 2018, we'd already have a, quote, counterfeit Bucks shirt available (laughs) on PWT. Kill it, y'all. So, um, so yeah. Um, just some fun being had by the Bucks. People are thinking... I
3: wish they did have one now.
1: Oh, I would venture to guess that they're working on something. How can you leave that money on the table?
3: Yeah. Well, and, they... and later reports had them taking it in good fun. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, the later
2: saying. reports that the, the line was approved by yes. management, so...
3: I'm starting to be like, more and more convinced that they've gotten past whatever the hell that drama was.
2: I hope so. I hope so. But I also don't want to know that.
3: Well, no, we I mentioned don't before know. that Bandito. I, I like the way they're doing it now, Sorry. which is Sorry, guessing like. through interactions. Yeah, but I also like through, I don't want
2: to know when management's approved the line.
3: Oh, I don't want to know it, that either. I'm saying board. what I didn't know management approved the line. I just knew based on their response of being like, if it were 2018, we'd have a shirt. Yeah. Like that's not telling you they got over it. That's just being obvious that they're like, whatever. And that's more fun because it's still within like a kayfabe universe.
1: Well, either way. I mean, come on, people. Let's not read too heavily into stuff. Just never. I will. As read Ryan said many of
3: things I want to.
1: As Ryan said, just have fun.
3: Seriously, people. Just fucking yeah, enjoy. Oh,
2: well, cool. put fucking mustard in your eyes, Ryan. Sounds great.
3: Have fun. The mustard was the hair. The hot sauce was the eyes. Get it right.
2: Oh, I should have known that because I was paying very close attention.
3: Well, if it was spicy brown think- mustard, forget it. That it was honey mustard. Oh, a a sweet a- honey bear. Oh, my gosh. Oh, we mentioned, too, that Bandito had a, a match uh,
1: Friday night on Rampage. Kate says you should watch against Takeshita. Unfortunately... Bandito is now on the injured list and he may need surgery. He had revealed that he broke his wrist, uh, during the match, uh, on Rampage. Um, uh, and, uh, he went on to, uh, say some stuff in translation. Uh, it goes on to say, um, in AEW, uh, in AEW Rampage, my wrist was broke My first medical checkup said I need surgery. I will know what happened on Monday. Sorry to all my people. Now, obviously that was, you know, uh, earlier in the week, uh, but I haven't seen anything since. Um, but yeah, it looks like, um, uh, the initial diagnosis was a triangular fibrocartilage complex injury. Surgery was recommended as soon as possible, but Bandito's getting a second opinion. He did cancel upcoming wrestling dates and apologize to his fans. So um, not great because uh, Bandito's fucking awesome. And I think he's been showing out pretty well in AEW. So hopefully if he needs surgery, it's a speedy recovery. And if not, that he recovers quickly and nothing goes wrong. Uh, we mentioned earlier or I mentioned earlier on collision in the main event, Jim Ross, uh, was available and came down to the ring. Now, for those of you who maybe don't know that on Saturday, June 17th, earlier in the day, Ross had put up an image of a black eye that he had. Uh, and he noted that it was from a fall. He said, bad fall this morning, still headed to Chicago for collision historic night for AEW on TNT drama uh so he called the match um but um his voice was was rough and cracking and he was hoarse
2: uh they couldn't put the camera on commentary at any point because he was sitting there
1: (laughs) and he he pushed through you know and got to the end of the match however uh, after that, um, he said that he wasn't really satisfied uh, and he apologized. He said, I apologize for the way I sounded tonight. Going to step away to heal. Thanks for the support. So, you know, there is no update from anybody uh, on, you know, an expected t- timetable for return. Let's hope that he's OK just because you don't want to see anything happen to anybody. But that was a nasty fucking black eye. I'm sure the pictures are still out there if you want to see it. But um, yeah, step it away. So we'll see. He's been in sort of a diminished role, you know, uh, stepping away from the mic all the time. So not a bad thing. Guys, Sunday was Father's Day. It sure um, was. Roosh got some wonderful, uh, got a wonderful present uh for father's day. He said he put up a, a tweet, a tweet with some photos. The best gift that God and my wife have given to me on this day, thank God for giving me the happiness of becoming a father again, but now of a beautiful princess. So uh Roosh and his wife have two children. Um so uh he's got a son and a daughter it sounds like now so good on Roosh uh and uh happy Father's Day to all those who celebrated let's see what else. Sorry. I had this stuff open and it's all refreshing on me. Oh guys, a good note on uh, something that uh, we can find common ground and things that we agree on. Even if maybe things aren't as cheery, essentially to those on the outside, so uh obviously there have been issues with CM Punk and no. the Elite and Kenny Omega. Um so after collision went off the air, um after the main event, um CM Punk spoke on a subject um that uh was pretty important and you know to a lot of people. Um so Dax was delivering a pro a e w pep talk to the crowd. Cash was helping a fan uh was helping a fan to the ring and then c m f t r brought the person down from their seat because of the sign they were holding and it said support l g b t q plus youth um so uh punk is punk is an ally and uh the videos are out there people have posted them up but basically what he said was The reason I support trans kids, trans grownups, gays, straight, lesbian, whoever it is, uh, because I know when I was growing up, I didn't fit in anywhere, but it was because of the clothes I wore, what my hair looked like, the music I listened to. Those are things I could rectify. I could cut my hair. I could listen to jazz. I don't know what. But to somebody who's gay, lesbian, or especially trans, I don't know what it feels like to be trapped in a body I don't feel I belong in. That is why I support them. Because I know I didn't fit in anywhere until I found pro wrestling and all the freaks and geeks in the locker room who were just like me. Maybe some of them uh, were a little psychotic and they couldn't hold on to a real job. But that's another story. Support trans kids. Support gay and lesbian rights. I want everybody to be themselves. Just do no harm to anybody else. Thank you. I love you. So uh, he's been pretty outspoken. And Kenny Omega has also been pretty outspoken in the in the past uh and listen has called out lgbtq trans kid rights and, and such
3: go ahead ryan I, let, let's i want everybody to remember who i'm tra- you're talking who's talking as i make this terrible joke but i'm going oh god oh Lord. Let, well no because the joke is everybody says let's keep politics out of wrestling and my joke is okay now i'm gonna go watch hulk hogan versus the iron Sheik. it's true
2: yeah it's like also like don't bully kids is not fucking political Sorry. No, it's not.
3: But I'm just yeah. saying, like,
2: it's always the, been the hypocrisy.
3: There. And is that all your news? Because I have something. If it is, I had a couple other things. But what do you got? Happy
2: birthday! Oh, Happy birthday to, to Aunt! Happy, Happy birthday
0: to Aunt! Happy birthday, money! Money! Happy birthday to Aunt!
1: more. thanks guys appreciate yeah. it
2: birthday. uh I
1: also have a story alright let me get through these quick things because there were things we actually touched on it ties back <laughs> so uh Don Callis uh was on the latest episode of Talk is Jericho um and uh he was talking to him about uh how Takeshita won't be the only member of his family. Uh, and he, he hinted a little bit at a brawl out, at brawl out as a reason that he'll be looking to get his group up to at least four people. So he said, the elite left me no choice but to build up a family that can protect Takeshta to protect the this asset because the elite are all about four on one. I've heard the plans to attack Takeshita and to try and bury us. It's not going to happen. There's a lot of people who want what Don Callis provides to wrestlers, and you're going to see that in the next few weeks. I have no choice for our own personal safety because the elite have made it clear from rumors and things that I hear in the dressing room. I pay for a lot of people uh, here, as you know, so I get information. Um, our buddy, Dr. Luther, is, my, is a backstage guy. I've known him longer than I've known you. You don't think I hear things, Chris? They're looking to destroy us because we embarrassed Kenny Omega. I have no choice for my own protection, for the protection of Takeshita's stellar career the that's going to take place under me, that we have to have at least even numbers to combat this. Here's the thing. I had a family with one member in it, Kenny Omega, and it blew up in my face. I will not put myself in that situation ever again. I'm going to have a big family. I'm going to have multiple family members. They are not just going to be anybody. They're going to be the types of athletes like Takeshita that are on the same level or higher than Kenny Omega. And we're going to take care of business. So
2: if he's having a family and a big family, I want to know if he's having twins, triplets, quadruplets. Well, Just, sounds Casey like wanted to wish you a happy birthday with this comment, though.
1: Oh, uh, Jesse Ozog says, what's your address? I want to send you uh, a present a month from now. You got it. Um, So it sounds like we're going to be finding out, uh, you know, in the next few weeks, what this Don Callis family is going to look like. It is not just an expression like, hey, Takesh is my family. It sounds like it's going to be a group. Um, so we'll see what happens, but. Don did say if there is anything left of the elite after the BCC get done with them, the Don cows family is going to clean up the mess. So doesn't sound like it's over.
2: It does not.
3: Okay. What's your story?
1: Oh, you got more ant Two two last things. And I'm not going deep in them. one. She said, boom, he said <laughs> one, uh, Tony and Shad Khan apparently are interested in making a purchase. Looks like they are um, looking or are interested uh, in uh, buying Bellator MMA.
2: Oh, God. Well, maybe they'll send Jake Hager back.
1: (laughs) They could send Jake Hager. And uh, they've got got his boy. uh, They've got their boy in his pocket. What's his face? Uh, Remember... um, Shit. Who is the MMA guy that we hated every week? Dan Lambert. Dan Lambert. There oh, yeah, is. yeah, So we will see. And then the last thing is a video game update. For those who uh, don't remember, the video game Fight Forever is finally coming out on the 29th. Um, some of the videos I've seen look pretty good. But guys, I know one thing. There is an exploding barbed wire deathmatch in the
0: excited.
1: game. And there will not be any duds. It looks like
0: we're going to get to blow
1: wrestling up.
3: There is a dud. You can choose a dud option.
1: Well, you can
3: choose it, but you don't have to. No, but it's really funny that they let you choose it.
1: It's
2: awesome. I saw the gameplay of the dud, and it's so funny.
3: I'm also laughing that Cody is in this game. Well, I mean, come on. You got to get. I'm just saying team. it took so long to come out <laughs> that I Cody know.
2: Rhodes isn't it? And he's been in WWE for over a year.
1: Yeah. Hey, they're still churning out figures. So
2: that's right.
1: All right. Amy. Hey, oh, hot off Kate. the press. Go oh, ahead, I'm bre-
2: breaking the paywall on this one. Jeff Hardy won't be on all elite wrestling TV for a while again. Yeah. Jeff Hardy has been getting his legs underneath him of late after the longest in ring absence of his life, but. He's not going to be performing on AEW television during their trip to Canada. Life learned that Hardy is unable to get into Canada due to his arrest yeah. and was written off of television. As So it was basically the story is about the fact that this angle was to write him off for a little bit. Um, so that's why that happened in the fashion that it did. I find it funny that they think that's the thing that they need to justify it about. A lot of the unresolved things that are here but
1: yeah yeah you didn't know. seriously i'm i'm not even trying to be a dick you didn't know that i had heard that that was part of his conditions was he mm. can't leave the country
2: no i'm sure but i didn't i didn't put two and two together that it wasn't <laughs> that's what the, the angle was for for tonight like that's yeah that neither was did
1: I.
3: I knew he couldn't get in but i didn't think about yeah. the angle
1: oh i didn't even think there was an angle i was just like well this is the last hurrah for a month so
2: yeah the, the the story on fightful select is um is that that was that was part of why they did the match tonight and why the the guns got put over the way that they did um so there you go
1: well can't go to canada can't drive a car can't wrestle poor guy he's lost it all womp womp well, that is going to be it for us tonight. Uh, we'll take care of business now and then let everybody go. Kate, you're probably the busiest out of all of us. So why don't you go first?
2: Um. Well, I'm going to Canada this weekend for a collision and to work an independent show called Girls Next Door because it's next to the venue and it's an all-girls show and to work for do You're
3: going to work it? Work it, girl.
2: Oh, we're do, we're gonna do some interviews with some oh, some okay. talent. Oh, you
3: work it for Fight Club. Okay.
2: Work, 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 work. Um, so I'll be in Canada. Can you give you a I'll... list of questions. No. Okay. You can try. Uh. <laughs> so I'll be there for those three events. If you're gonna be in Canada, if you're gonna be in Toronto, feel free to say hello. Um. Other than that, I am on Fightful Select on Mondays. Tuesdays on the main, Wednesdays right here at the Mark Order Podcasts, Fightful Main channel for ROH on Thursdays, and Fightful Main on Fridays for the SmackDown review, AW Rampage is getting kicked to the Collision team, and it figures that I stopped reviewing it, and now all the cards are bangers, so thanks a lot for like a year of mediocre Rampages. <laughs> but that's where I'll be in the next site, wrestling at the end of the month on commentary. Uh, we'll be doing the last show from their regular venue at the Oakdale Mall. And it is the Battle for New York card. So stay tuned to twitch.tv slash excite wrestling.
1: What's going on? Ryan, yeah. you must have you must have a ton going on. What's oh, with
2: up? all the AW dark content and,
1: uh, You oh, bitch. Gosh.
3: I'm here every Wednesday.
1: okay
3: okay follow, follow us at mark order pod on all socials but you can interact with me on twitter just don't be a what's that kate a dickhead don't be a dickhead <laughs> and we can have some fun but yep, this is where i am and this is where i'll be
2: and are you doing a collision post show because we didn't talk about it <laughs>
3: yeah that's what i didn't why i didn't say it. i didn't know what we were actually doing. <laughs> we'll figure something out i'll be around so we'll figure something out i'm i'm not around so oh all right well then i'll figure something out personally maybe i'll do the fact that uh you know i got other shit to do maybe i'll do a watch along or something i don't know we'll see
1: it's not a big time thing it's uh i want to make sure everybody is happy oh kate wants to talk about big timing nobody wanted to go to canada when i asked them fucking six
3: months ago who's going to canada now i still didn't want to go to canada
2: Getting paid to go wasn't an option at the time. <laughs> Doesn't matter.
1: I mean, it does, does when I didn't
2: have enough money to go.
1: <laughs> oh come on!
3: <laughs> oh Canada, uh, our home and native land. Where are you at, Aunt? Give us your shit.
1: Uh, here on Wednesday nights. Uh, and uh, that is it. But you can follow us on all socials, like Ryan said, at Mark Order Pod. Uh, and, uh, if you're connected on one of them, you can find all of our other socials easily by going to the link tree in our bio. We have all of our socials linked there and all of our podcast platforms as well as our YouTube page. So, uh, we say it all the time, you know, follow us on all our socials. Um, you know, it helps us greatly. Um, and, um, You know, make sure uh, that you're uh, subscribed on all the podcasts or on the podcast platform you listen to. That also helps us if you can, as well as YouTube. We're trying to push the YouTube up Uh, and uh, we've been doing well. We've been getting a lot of new subscribers. So if you enjoy this and you're watching us and we know we see you guys out there watching us live every week. Uh, I'm not going to scroll back and read through. We're already at three hours. So thank you to everybody who watched and chatted along tonight. We love you guys. Uh, Help spread the word. If you enjoy this and you know other people would send them our way Um, uh, and uh, make sure you subscribe uh, to the YouTube. That helps us out greatly. Uh, People think that like subscriptions and rates or reviews or five stars or, you know, thumbs up buttons don't matter. They matter a ton. So uh, if you can take like one second to click a button, it helps us immensely. One LT photo says they're going to make a mark order sign for Greensboro Collision. One LT photo. I've said it it on here before and I will say it again. Very much like um, I think it was the Shining Wizards who back in the day said, get us on, get our sign on and we'll have you on here. Nobody's gotten us on TV or anything like that if you get us Mark, get a Mark order podcast sign on TV, we will certainly have you come on this show. Talk to us. I'll send you a shirt, whatever, <laughs> like come, come on the show, but you got to <laughs> 69. <laughs> <laughs> um, but certainly like, obviously like take a photo of yourself with the sign, you know, before the show, you know, send it to us. So we're on the lookout and then we'll watch TV and we'll see if we see you. So, um, so yeah, rate review, subscribe, like we're going to say it again. Uh, if you want some free stickers, all you got to do is request them. The button is in our link tree. Uh, just click the button, fill out the Google form. And then when we get product in, we will send them out. New Mark order podcast stickers are coming version one right here will be included. Version two will also be included. And version three that I don't have one yet, will show it to you when we get it, will be going out with those who are waiting for stickers right now. Um, so um, be on the lookout uh, for those when I get them in. Send in your subscriptions or your requests. And then the other thing we're going to ask you guys to do, don't forget, it is my birthday right now. My one birthday wish is that Everybody out there goes to buy a Mark Order Podcast t shirt in my honor. Uh, so head over to our link tree, click the button to go to our store, or head directly to pro wrestlingtees.com slash pod, or just search pro wrestling teas for mark order podcast, and our store will pop up with our four beautiful shirts. Two of them front prints, two of them front and backsided prints. And any money you spend there. Some of it comes back to us to help us do things like pay for stickers, pay for production subscriptions to what we use to stream, all that kind of stuff. It helps us greatly. Uh, and we appreciate anybody who has already bought a shirt and will buy a shirt in the future. Um, honestly, guys, that's all I got. We will uh, certainly be back next week. Kate, we will want a full report of how Canada was. Sure. I will want to know the exchange rates. I will let um, you know. If the show in Canada, instead of lasting four hours, lasts five and a half because of those exchange rates. Like these are the things mm-hmm. I need to know about. All the details. Very good. Hope you have a safe, fun trip. Uh, I was just told tonight that if I want to go to Canada, I can, but I don't have a passport.
2: Get a passport.
1: How am I going to get a passport in like three fucking well, days? Now although, you although, you're although actually can. I know, but I'm not. There's but a Miss uh, Miss Money did tell me, are you going to Canada? I said, I don't have my passport. And she said, yeah, you can just use your photo ID and your birth certificate because you're a U.S. citizen. And I was like, well, how am I supposed to get to Canada now by myself? So not happy. Um there's
2: someone else who's going
1: I have no tickets, no nothing So it's not happening It is um late. It is So um, we'll talk about Kate's experience We'll talk, talk about Ryan and I We'll certainly be watching the show We are not doing a post show because it will probably end at midnight And there's no goddamn way I'm doing a midnight post show On Sunday before getting up for work On Monday Which is also a reason I'm not going to Canada Because I did not take the time off <laughs> um so we'll be here next week to talk to you about forbidden door the fallout episode of dynamite we'll talk a little collision maybe just some thoughts on the second show and everything else happening in the world of aew kate as i said have a safe trip enjoy yourself Thank uh you. ryan enjoy the pay-per-view from your couch as i will and we will talk to you guys next week here on the mark Order Podcast. Uh, Bye. Sorry, I missed the button. Bye.
5: concludes the Mark Order podcast. We now return you to your regularly scheduled programming. Join the Mark
0: Order.